Rebel FM 174 is brought to you by nothing. <laughs> Except my we have brought to you by crippling social anxiety. <laughs> Except my cat. Say something. Hey. Oh, she was just calming She's down. Totally not. not She's chill now. Yeah. Okay. I thought she was going to. She's cry. right in like your balls are right at the appropriate place of her spine. Like, <laughs> Pee likes to sit between my legs. She likes so. the ball massage. That is um, the warmest part of your body, I imagine, with the exception of maybe the inside. And let's hope she never learns what that's like. <laughs> She'll figure it out. And be like, Ugh! it'll be like what was that movie? Tales from the Dark Side, it, where it was like several shorts. Yeah, where it was fucking David Johannesson as the assassin. Yeah, and... Otherwise known as the singer of the New York Dolls and fucking Bo- Buster Poindexter. Right, and so it had the one part where a black cat crawls in through the dude's mouth, right? Yep. It comes out his chest. It, like, breaks his jaw and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that when I was a lot younger, and that really fucking me up. It also had the gargoyle uh, <laughs> thing. The gargoyle uh, short that ended it. Right. Right on Chong. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. I have no idea what you're talking. It was Me a series either. of it was a it was a, ho- a series of horror shorts. Tales from the mm. Crypt. Tales from the yep. Dark Side. Gotcha. Tales from the Dark. Is that different from Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. This it was, like- was so Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the Dark Side was a TV show that was on uh, I think a little bit before and then around the same time as Tales from the Crypt was on HBO and it was a horror anthology series. Okay. Like from the late mid '80s to about the early the first couple of years of the '90s, there were a lot of horror anthology shows on. There was like. Yeah. Tales mm. from the Dark Side, there's Tales from the Crypt, there was Monsters. All of them trying to be Twilight Zone. Um, you had Friday creep, the 13th. And you had Creep Shows, like the Creep Show films, well, which was, are older. That but, was earlier. Um, yeah. I mm. mean, Creep Show had, like, Creep Show and Tales from the Crypt were the old EC comics, like, things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there like oh, man, there were a lot of shows like that back then. I still think about that Tales from the Dark Side bit though. Every time PP crawls in my chest, you're <laughs> like, now it's it's the this is the time. It's, it's getting now. Real. This is yeah. the one. At the very very tail end of all that, there was um, the Outer Limits. Yeah. Oh, that's there was the one also the the Nightmare on Elm Street TV show was a horror. And I think we're show. all forgetting about Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, silence. The Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah, I knew it's it. Super Canadian. Yeah. In Canada, that's the epitome of horror. <laughs> it was a it was a white TV show. It was on Youth TV. It was a, I think it was Youth TV. It was it was like a young adult, right? And and I like the show. the series premiere would be like in a world with no organized healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> it was no eerie Indiana, where all the Tim Hortons are gone. <laughs> No Tim Bits anywhere. Um, so who are you again? I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is Mitch Dyer. Hi. And Mash Andrenay. Hey. And Arthur Geese. And now, ostensibly, we talk about video games. Now I just want, like, Tim, Tim Bits. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a Tim Bits. Dude, they're so good. I mean, it's just shitty I've been donuts, to Vancouver, like, three but, times, and I've never had a Tim Bits. Dude. You have to be like going to Montreal at some point. Aren't they just don't know? I've never I been know. to Canada. No, I don't, I'm not Tim the guy. Really good though. I'm not the guy that goes to Montreal because I like it's bad for me to go and like do features. I think on the only Tim Hortons. 
The only Tim Hortons I had was at PAX East. They had a Tim Hortons in that in mall Boston? or whatever. Yeah. Really? Okay. I knew they had one in Buffalo. Oh, and I had Tim Hortons when I went to Vancouver once. So. Where do they have that one? I said, I trailed off. I, I don't think it's called Buffalo. I just kind of. Is that how they off. pronounce it in Canada? <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I went to Buffalo. Oh, no, to Buffalo. <laughs> they call that old Canada. They're like, it'll be ours again someday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <get> you fuckers. <laughs> uh, but uh, we talk about video games. I've only played two new games. Really? <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, some. I played. I played an obscene amount of Kerbal Space Program. By the way, in Kerbal Space Program, take a quick aside. I have not rescued my six. My wait, six. wasn't wait, it three it, before? It, it, it was four. It was four before. He keeps stranding. You more told on me the moon. you had two on the moon that hadn't come back. Okay, yet. so now I've, I, then I had four. Show up and they've just built a new utopia. With then I, <laughs> the problem is that they're on opposite sides of the moon from each other, so they can't even say hi. So you that, could walk them there. But so then like, I had four on the moon, and then I had six. The good news about the other two, the final, the first two sets of two, they wrecked. They couldn't get back. Their ships right. wrecked, and they were low on fuel. Anyways, the third set, I didn't think he had enough fuel to get back, and I messed up, but he's now in a stable Earth orbit. Like, I've got him off the moon. He's in a stable Earth orbit. So that one's going to be easy wow. to rescue. That one I'm going to launch up a shuttle with a connecting dock, space station mm-hmm. style, pull him out. Oh, my God. They're, com- they're coming home. The other, the other ones. <laughs> I love this narrative you built. Like, you have a universe. <laughs> the, other ones, the other ones, I built a, a, uh, a really complex rover, like the Mars style one, that mm-hmm. I sent into the moon. Unmanned? unmanned a rover just to drive to them and let them know we were still thinking about them <laughs> and the first time i did it it totally blew up the second one i got it it landed but i had to drive like 100 kilometers to get to them yeah so i just kind of started driving i wasn't paying attention i brought up my map and my nuclear powered battery uh hit a rock and that ended that rover's trip <laughs> so i'm still i'm still trying to get to them um I had, Poor lost Kerbals. I had to stop listening to what Anthony was saying because after I, I was closing all the windows in my browser because we watched the the video for the This Is The End trailer. Uh, and one of the suggested trailers was a new Jason Statham movie. And, of course, I have to roll over that to see yeah. what it is. Oh, man. Uh, um, which is him. It's like Jason Statham is a one-man A-team. Yes. How is that different kind than every like other Kind of like he is Jason in every Statham? film. No, no. Yeah. Homeless and on the run from a military yes. court martial. <laughs> on the run from a military court martial is the thing here. A damaged ex special forces soldier navigating London's criminal underworld sees an opportunity. It's like a fucking remix of all of his movies. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like English Rambo. Seizes <laughs> yes. an opportunity to assume another man's identity, transforming into an avenging angel in the process. This is like a bullshit thing that you write. As a joke, <laughs> sounds like my picture. My pitch is for Ryan Gosling movie. Right, I, was <laughs> I feel like you, all of us in this room, could come up with a bullshit action movie, and it could get made starring Jason Statham. It's become, and you know what? I would watch it. It's, it's become so a exactly. that guy fucking rules as yes, a stuntman. It's become an inside joke in the office that uh, we. His name is Joey Jones. So we, uh, <laughs> our, one of uh, our fellow RGN people, Marty Saliba. He wrote uh, Marvin Sluba. He wrote a huge script for like a senior thesis or something in college, uh, where he wrote a script about a Vietnam War vet who comes home and he's kind of crazy in the way he deals with his post traumatic stress disorder. He starts building a uh, miniature golf course in his backyard. This is like a Robin Williams movie during his dramatic phase. And right. so I said, I said, I said, <laughs> and so he told me about it, and I was like, that doesn't sound very marketable. I'm going to turn it into a marketable movie for you right now. <laughs> it stars Ryan Gosling. He's missing one leg below the knee, and he's kind of crazy. He has a big beard, but Amy Adams, his his neighbor. Uh, has a son, and her husband died in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and her son slowly befriends Ryan Gosling, and Ryan Gosling eventually knows that he's really in, like 
into this cartoon at the time. So he makes a, one of the golf course holes themed about it. And that's how him and Amy Adams eventually bond. The movie's called Play Where It Lies. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> then, then from there, I just started pitching a bunch of them. I've heard like, this pitch like nine times. You know what, though? I... You'd watch it. It's not Ryan Gosling. It's Luke Wilson. That's no. true. Oh, it could be Luke Wilson. <laughs> this one, though, Ryan Gosling finds out that his long, it's a, it's like 1940s. It's not a Ryan Gosling movie that's dramatic unless he has to beat someone to death at some point. Okay, so this one's 1940s Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And he finds There'll out. There'll be flashbacks where he fucks up dudes in Vietnam. Have you seen the second trailer for that movie that he's doing? Like with the. Oh, the one that dude? did the one that. Gives you no idea what it's really about, but it's just like it's gonna be fucking no, violent. No, there's a new, one that, <laughs> there's a new trailer that just came out. Um, I don't know what movie you're talking about. Fuck, I can't it's remember the name. The... Of it. it only has one yeah, spoken word from Ryan Gosling in the original trailer. And he says, "Want to fight?" <laughs> <laughs> Arthur's bringing it up. But the... I like how I just type in "new Rye" and it's "new Ryan Gosling." Movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, it's only God forgives. Is okay. Oh, right. There's a second. There's a second trailer for it out, which actually tells you what the story is about. Which is that it, his brother is in Thailand and gets killed, and that crazy white lady is his mom and demands that she that he find. Who killed his brother and, and kill him. him? Okay, so it's uh, it's a fucking Thai action movie it's by Aiken. Nicholas Winding Refn. Oh, that's but his great. brother's dead. He's just going for revenge. Yes, it's and that's that dude that he walks up to and asks, "Do you want to fight?" Is the guy who killed his brother? Okay, <laughs> spoilers. So, uh, but this other Ryan Gosling movie, it's 1940s pre-war, you know, India. Ryan Gosling finds out that he has a long lost English brother that is in <laughs> India, but in the process of going to find him, he falls in love with a local woman who's like in a lower caste system and it's not really approved and it's called Castaway, but with an E. <laughs> <laughs> and we dropped the mic. Is the brother played by James McAvoy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, no video games. Oh, right. I have a very serious video game. Is Ryan Gosling in Band of Brothers? He should be. Yeah, really. Uh, he would be like the only guy who's not. Actually, I was going to say he might be and we just didn't know it. Um, I, every time I watch it, I see someone else. Well, last uh, time it was Michael Fassbender. Holy shit. Yeah, that's true. Jesus. I need um, to watch that show. So, Even fucking Jimmy Fallon has a part in that gun. Yes, what? he does. Yeah, he drives up in a Jeep and he's like, I heard it's real bad. That it's way. right before Bestone, which is probably the episode, the most famous slash best episode of that. Yeah, I think show. Jimmy Fallon's huh. like a medic Jeep driver or something. Like he's a it. supply depot okay. officer. Um, Just like in real life. So Video games. A serious video game. Very serious. To take it <laughs> on like a serious tone for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Surgery ready. Simulator 2013. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surgery uh, Simulator might be uh, it, I, I'm Dark Horse it. for I Game of the Year. I don't know. No, it's, it's not that big, <laughs> but it's really fun. Like it's six ninety nine right now on sale, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, so how man. bad can you mangle your surgeries? Oh, uh, you can it's, watch it. It's so, so, so much. The original, more, the original one, the Flash one, that was a Game Jam game made in like forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. This how, seems like something where if you lose, you still kind of win. You yeah. totally. Uh, <laughs> so it only had one surgery originally, right? It uh-huh. was a heart transplant. And literally on that one, all you had to do was get Jesus, out the old heart. Pick an easy one. Get out the old heart, throw in the new one, mm-hmm. and you were done. Like, that's the whole point, right? You <laughs> and didn't it was have, super easy. Like, you didn't surgery, reattach anything. Could you, you literally throw it in? Yes. yes. That's awesome. And yes. the surgery itself was really uncomplicated. You just kind of, like, bash ribs with a hammer. And they shatter. flies like, out. You don't have like, to put them back rip together. Rip out a new heart, put in new one, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But the whole point, is that the reason it's difficult is because when you're doing the controls, A-W-E-R... Mm-hmm. and space control each individual finger of your left hand. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so just like your hand is sitting on the keyboard, A is the pinky, 
uh-huh. you know, W E R. So it's uh-huh. it's when you're doing it, you're thinking about how you would be doing it in in mm-hmm. real life. But the, that part isn't so hard to grasp as much as uh, to move your arm around. It's you move the mouse, but then to Is rotate. Is it just one hand? Yes. And then to rotate <laughs> to rotate your arm, though, you have to hold the right mouse button, and then that's how you rotate your wrist. Mm. And then to drop your hand down like a crane game, you have to hold the left <laughs> mouse button. So when you're doing all these, it feels a little bit like patting your head and rubbing your stomach. <laughs> right. And that's the whole point, though. Sure. It's like when you'll reach down you'll reach down like a monster and grab a hammer and you won't be holding it right and then you'll be kind of like trying to... You're holding it with like your pinky and your index finger and your thumb and you're like, whatever, this is good. Bam! And you're just like smashing the Exactly. And when you pull out the lungs, you just like yank it out and throw it somewhere because you're like, just get it out of the way. Yeah, throw it on the floor. So the first surgery, and the only one in the Flash game is heart surgery. But in the new one that they've added... Uh, if I had a nickel for every time I've done it. Uh, they've added double kidney surgery and they've added brain surgery. Brain transplant. Wow. And, uh, a brain transplant. And then once you beat them, then you have to do it in ambulance mode, each of them. So clearly and in ambulance mode, an it's like hitting hard bumps. So like all of a sudden, all the scalpels will just go flying up into the air. And <laughs> you're like, like, it's like off-road tattoo and jackass. It is 100% like off-road tattoo. And you're sitting there trying to like, and they, they'll, but they'll give you, they will say So just imagine like, Henry Rollins like over your shoulder or driving <laughs> I ambulance. forgot that was him too. Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. And they've added things like the ability to like get lasers so you can do like laser surgery, like laser. Wow. laser. So. Quick interjection. The way that Did Anthony ever... is like gesturing with the laser is he's got his fist and he's like moving it. It back looks and like forth. a child coloring with a crayon. Did you ever find a practical use for the laser? Yeah, it can really it cut bone, cuts bones really well. It's okay, different. but uh, but it also like the second it cuts bones, you're fucked because it's just like a laser beam into someone's lungs. Yeah, so that's the whole thing is they will bleed out. That's how you lose. Mm. And but, but <laughs> we discovered yeah, the, a good countermeasure to that though. <laughs> yeah, but they've added a lot into the game, or at least they've. It seems like they've added a lot. Well, that's the syringe. So there's a syringe. There, I think there, the syringe might have been the. It was there, though. but there was nothing about it. It was just like here's a syringe, and you can poke a guy and he bleed. But mm-hmm. now you could do, you have a syringe that actually stabilizes your patient. So if right. they're bleeding out, but you still you, have to actually pick up the syringe and, and then like, jam, it into jam it into. <laughs> the but right. if you fuck up and you if you go to pick it up and you prick your finger, mm-hmm. you get really high, and the screen goes like blurry and green and purple and everything's wavy and you have to find the antidote. So you're like you're high and just you're smashing everything. Where's the antidote syringe? And you have to jam this syringe into you. <laughs> I would love to. I would love it if like the history of this game was as it, like it was. Originally supposed to be developed as an authentic teaching aid for <laughs> surgery students, and just because they couldn't get it right, they're like, "Ah, fuck it, we'll just make the ridiculous fishing of surgery." People games. that are mad about this game, yeah, why are they, they mad think, about it? The, well, because they don't get that it's a joke, like that it's intentionally. What's the? Do you, can you do like review dramatic readings? It, I mean, you could. <laughs> no, but they're, like that was the problem when it came out in the flash mode. A lot of people. What, what are they it. upset about? Wait, wait, wait! Is it like a dedicated app now? Like it's not. There's a, a Steam version. It's a green light. Oh, it's like a six ninety nine game, but it has like four. It has it has three surgeries in it, and then new modes. Different for it. modes. And then the cool thing is, is that even when you go into the menu, the menu is a desk, and you're just moving your hand around like that. And we thought it was just like there, just for you know aesthetics, right? But there's a there old ass. There's an old ass like 1980s computer. And if you hit the eject floppy disk button, you pop out the disk and it takes away the control screen that teaches you the controls. And there's all these disks as you progress through all the surgeries. And I saw it. And it was like Encyclopedia Britannica, 1988. And then one of them was like a dungeon game. And then, but I figured, I didn't think, I thought they were just there. And then I figured out you can load those fucking disks into the computer and they do things. And so like, that's amazing. After we had you, finished the game, Anthony found the tutorial disks. They'll teach you all, <laughs> yeah, they'll teach you all the things about the, all the medicine and stuff. But then if you beat all the surgeries, you get a question and you mark beat them all disc. on ambulance mode, you get a disc that has question marks on it. So I grabbed it and threw it in the drive. 
and it just boots up this thing that says, Nigel, we've been observing your progress. And by putting in this disc, you've agreed to one final mission. And then it just like blurs out the screen and you're in space doing a heart it says, Welcome to space, Nigel. You, <laughs> you know, know what, what to, to do. do. <laughs> and, and, and it's just, everything's in zero. And all the tools are just floating in air and you're fucking bumbling around hitting so it's them. It's like, like in Star Trek Six when there's the Klingon blood floating. Yes. yes. <laughs> Except now there's like you like drop a hammer because you're done with it. Now it's just like spinning. Well, the best was the drill. Anthony used the drill to like crack open a rib cage and let but it go. Once you turn a drill on, you can't ever it's, turn it's it off. It's just on. And it's, <laughs> it's just, just it's on. spinning out of control the whole time. And he's like like delicately cutting out a heart and his drill comes by, smacks his hand out of the way. It's so good. <laughs> the game is like the epitome of stupid. So like the browser version, every computer I played it on actually just runs like shit. Oh, yeah, this one runs fine. Okay. So yeah. so why Fuck. I want to know why people are pissed off about this. What I just are think they, a lot of people did a lot of people assholes. saw Surgeon Simulator right. 2013 <laughs> and thought it was going to be like a trauma center like trying to be very serious about like you're going to do this. Oh okay. Like they didn't realize that the So game, they so they were offended that they didn't have their expectations met. Which is hilarious because there are elements about this game that very much feel like a sim like you have to make delicate incisions. You have to yeah, cut heart ventricles in very specific cut. spots to right. remove it. But then you just like, you know, jam this fake heart into someone's <laughs> chest. It's like good job, he'll live. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds su- incredible. It's a surprisingly fun and really stupid game. Like, it, yeah. But that is also a game that, though it's one player, it is totally best played sitting with someone and taking <laughs> turns because hilarity always ensues. Right. Like, you know, like one time when you're doing, you might accidentally be moving the hammer and break one of the glass faces and then a piece of glass. Yeah. You can even pick up chunks of glass and use it as makeshift tools. <laughs> so, That's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. That's a game that I totally would recommend to people. Yeah. Um, nice. How long did you play it? Like you had, I probably spent like six hours. Yeah. With it probably. It's it's like you can spend some time with that game. Yeah. Huh. And especially if you're like trying to like beat records and stuff like. Well, that. and all your scores were D's. It's like you can do this shit in like if, sixty seconds if you're really really good. Yeah, I got a lot better over time. Like, yeah, a lot better. I overcame a lot of the dumb hand problems. Um, but then I've also been playing Company Heroes too, and while it's too early to tell, like, you know, balance and all that, of course, especially since it's in beta, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a real beta for, mm. you know, imagine that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, to me, it's like, I'm surprised how familiar it is. Like, I'm a little bit surprised. I guess I expected there to be more things that were different. Like, yeah, there's like the new ability to like, they make it seem like it's different that you have these three commanders and you have like a loadout of commanders. But for now the, the loadouts are very limited, Mm. but the three commanders are really just like the three tech trees used to pick in the old company heroes. So it's presentations different basically. Yeah. And the difference is that in the, in the old company heroes, once you picked a tree, you had a tree that you put points into as you earn them. And so you could, this one's just like you pick a tree and as you earn points, there are just thresholds. Now you get these two things because you've hit that threshold. Now you get these two things because you hit that threshold. Mm. And so it's, it's like more you gain the ability to build these things. Exactly. So it's I, like, I played a little bit too. Yeah, it's like I it, like if I the Russian what tree I picked was you get the ability to build a heavy mortar and you get the ability to build T thirty fours because T thirty fours to me are like the epitome of the Russian army to me. So <laughs> those mortars are no joke. Yeah, the, the Russians have a heavy mortar that needs like two people to stand on it, and it's like it is like a cannon when it hits. Is that the one that can you can move? Yeah, you can yeah. still move it, but it takes forever. Yes, but when it hits, my God. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people don't necessarily like about company heroes that I've talked to is um you know, like obviously they're very the RTS world, a lot of people are obsessed with StarCraft and not unjustly so. I mean it's a great game, but uh right. StarCraft, you know, every unit like a tank is just a bigger bullet sponge, right? It just mm-hmm. has a bunch of hit points. And company heroes 
a rifleman is not going to hurt a tank. It's just not going to happen mm-hmm. unless he has an anti-tank weapon. And so uh, I and and I think that bothers people to some extent. And also I think it bothers people that like with a uh, with a mor- <laughs> cat attack <laughs> with a mortar. She's in there with a mortar. Uh, it's randomized, right? When you do a bombardment. It's not going to land exactly where you told the brand has like yeah. a radius. There's unpredictability. Exactly. And a lot of people don't necessarily like that in a competitive aspect, right? Mm. I don't mind it because I think it makes for exciting and moments when yeah, like it's not a shot to just be. happens and to hit. This right. is only going to exacerbate that for these people because now there are blizzards. Exactly. And those hit randomly. And when a blizzard hits, guys start ticking down their temperature and they can die during that time. And It can totally change the course of a battle. Yes. Well, every time when I was playing the games, when a blizzard hit, I just retreated everyone almost immediately because I was like, we just got to get back to base and, and like heal up. Or there might be a house nearby. So people now fight over houses. But because there is that random aspect of it, you could have like your battle plan and your, I know exactly how I'm going to respond to this guy. And then that all just gets fucking put on hold because of a blizzard. Right. But if someone is, is ballsy when the blizzard hits and you retreat, then they can try to take those points. Exactly. They might Mm. lose some guys in the blizzard, but if they're willing to sacrifice them, they can steal some pretty vital points. The thing that, that I was, I only played one or two matches and I played as the Russians against the Germans. Um, Me too. So I, I don't think that I grasped until I watched the replays of what I was doing uh, that, those two sides play completely differently. Yeah, I mean, the, the Russians are very much the Zerg in a sense that they blob <laughs> infantry, their infantry suck, though, and they're going to lose a shit ton of them, and that's okay. Like, to the point, right. if you are taking... That's my uh, style. Like, Just like real life. Like, but, like, the Germans start with explorers. Yeah. And the the Russians start with engineers. Right. Uh, if you take two conscript infantry squads against... German one squad of German grenadiers. There's a good chance they, if they have a good cover position. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like conscripts are the the lowest of the low. The best thing about conscripts to me when I played though is like one of the things that's still in Company Heroes too, obviously, and that makes it such a cool game is the ability to take weapons. And so conscripts because they roll out in big units, they're great. Like when you manage to pick off a German artillery gun or a machine gun that you just run up conscripts, grab it, and fucking book out. Um, hmm. because that's really vital to the, the, the Russian sort of strategy. And also like if you get them going early, you can take a bunch of points while the Germans don't have as many, like just numerically enough troops to take as many points right. as you're taking, which can give you a good early advantage, which is good because as the Germans phase up, they just get harder and harder. And, and I so. think that the Russians get half tracks really early. Yeah. They have, they have a, a scout car that's yeah, pretty the scout early. Car. Um, um, they get the scout car pretty early, which isn't great. It's, it's, it's okay. But it's, 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 it's decent an er- support. <laughs> I mean, just like uh, StarCraft, right? Like, there's like an early game, mid game, late game sort of phases to it that you need to make sure that you're competing with your person to get into. Well, isn't opponent. that kind of one of the things with Company Heroes, though, is that the games are very long? They can be. Uh, most of the games I played were around 20 minutes. Oh, that's not Especially bad at all. if you're doing like a capture point map. Yeah. I mean, it's possible for capture point maps to get dragged out if like each person has one point and there's one in the middle that's just like neutralized. Right. Oh, right. I mean, but eventually like the battle will probably turn and then either you'll just take them out entirely or they'll forfeit. Mm. Yeah. And of course you still have all the crazy terrain deformation. Like the battlefields never look the same as when you first started. Were you doing one V one bots? I did one, one V one and then I did one V two and I did it on standard AI. Did you see like the bigger maps? Because when I was playing online, I just played 1v1 matches because yep. I didn't want to ruin somebody else's time by me trying to <laughs> figure out that fucking game. <laughs> the AI is... Yeah, I mean, I did the larger maps. It was fun. I mean, I did... It was all snow maps that I did. Um, and they didn't have rivers in it, which is a little disappointing because I wanted to deal with like the whole breakable ice sort Are of thing. Are there maps with rivers? In yeah. The yeah. So that, that we'll have the end... 
and pawns that will have the breakable ice feature, you know. Um, I want to see how that actually plays because they said it actually matters, like the weight of the tank. Yes. Like, so it's physically modeled and you can sink tanks into the bottom. Right, right. But they were saying like a, like a, a uh, a scout car versus a T thirty four, like it's going to be easier to break the ice under <clears throat> well, the T thirty four. And also, if the T thirty four goes over it, I think the scout car has a bigger chance of coming going through the ice if it goes behind it. Right, that's like, what I'm saying. Hey, I want to wow, I want to cool. see all that kind of cool stuff. It and, permanently weakens the ice. Like you can also damage the ice before someone goes over it. Yeah, and, and, it's, and I, it, is there a visual indication that the ice it's is cracked damaged? yet? And I know that ice will eventually refreeze over time. Mm. Like uh, if you blow a hole in it eventually if like it gets cold enough it'll like freeze Mm -hmm. again so that there's a chance to use it as a bridge so that it doesn't have situations where someone can like permanently knock out so you can't Mm. just troll at the beginning of a map be like oh mortar fuck your ice it's gone (laughs) (laughs) um i mean the thing that i would be more scared of is like i i will small arms fire damage ice i don't know i know that a mortar will and a grenade will like a scout with so a like, squad with a grenade could throw like squads with grenades like to throw grenades during cer- across certain key parts of the lake before you're even there yeah like anticipating you coming and not destroying it but weakening it enough to where like a well-placed shot will destroy the the mm. ice yeah or they're tank. just driving one of their tanks across it real quick and yeah. then just being like Haha. and do you, do you have like uh you know not remotes the wrong word but like tnt or Charge, something. yeah there are charges that you like engineers yeah. like the russian engineers right off the bat if they have enough munitions the they munitions have, resource um, can plant then yeah, like chart remote charges the fun thing is if you have them and you set a charge and they die you can still set it off yeah yeah <laughs> that's like my last ditch a lot of times i'll hold a point and i'll be like well i'll just let them hold out until they die and then once they die i'm like <laughs> which i could totally see being part of a key strategy on maps with lakes is is basically just sending engineers out there to die to yeah. as many munitions as they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. Like, I think that mm-hmm. it's fun learning the new units. They're like vaguely familiar enough that if you played the first one, you'll immediately be able to adapt. And, but like, there's still, it's still fun. It, I mean, it's the same sort of fun that you got when you had the first expansion, you were able to play the British for the first time in the Panzer I, elite. I would actually, I hope that the changes that they've made make it less predictable than it became yeah i mean because the the co-community was so fast at finding specific strategies that everyone used yeah i mean i i imagine that'll be a problem at least when it initially comes out um for me what i'm really curious about is a single player i really want the single player to be cool because i loved the company here the single player campaigns Hmm. as well it's great really amazing mission designs yeah and and so i want to kind of see what they managed to do with that um but now having played the multiplayer at all I have decently high hopes for that at this point. Like I, you know, I think that they're definitely on the right track and it's nice that the acquisition and all that shit that happened with them, the relic is, it is, got them more time has gotten them more time. Exactly. Cause the game, which it sounds like they needed the game clearly time. needed it. Like they'll mm-hmm. even tell you like now that they can probably tell you that like had <laughs> that game released, ready. it was going to release busted. Right. So, right. 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 I mean, cause that game was supposed to be already out. I think it was, uh, it was supposed to come out the same day as Starcraft. Yeah. Oh wow! End of so. March. It had to be for their financial quarter. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, so very good that that didn't happen. I'm going to definitely be playing. When is that game out? End of June. June twentieth, I think. Fuck. So it's yeah. going to be a good month, Arthur. Right. Well, fucking Last of Us comes out on the, the Tuesday of E3, the week of and E3. that comes out the week after. Fantastic. Blammo. Have fun. So does Marvel Heroes. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, but we're talking about games people care about. Actually, a lot of people will play Marvel Heroes. And totally. Totally I will play Marvel Heroes. I played I it. Not. It was fun. I bet you'll play it for like a week exactly. and everybody will talk about it and then no one will ever talk about uh, it again. 100% what's going to go down. It's just like an iPhone. So, on yeah. the other side of the spectrum, and speaking of iPhones, I've been playing a lot of mobile games. Nice. Um, I, I got Fish Out of Water, which is Half Brick's new that's game. Vlam- isn't that... No, that's Ridiculous Fishing, which we talked about before. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. So this is a different thing about fish. (laughs) Ridiculous Fishing is so bad. This is now the fish iPhone hour. (laughs) No, no, but the the, the reason that the game you're talking about is important is that Half Brick is the people that made... Jetpack Joyride. Jetpack Joyride. And Fruit Ninja. So obviously they have a legacy of making things that catch on. I'd agree. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and this will probably do the same. It's... Definitely, like, out of the gate, it's the weakest one they've done, just in terms of, like, what you get out of it immediately. Like, with Fruit Ninja, the first time you sliced the fruit, you're like, fuck, okay, I'm in. And the first time you had that first run of Jetpack Joyride, you were over and over and over again. And I still get that sense in this where the, the premise of this is you have, like, five different types of fish. Mm-hmm. Like a whale, a dolphin, a puffer fish, um, a group of fish that, or one fish that splits into, like, five fish. All these different <laughs> uh, archetypes. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to... Yeah, the uh, the self-spawning fish archetype. Yeah, that one. You know the one. Um, and you, you grab a fish, and you just fling them. And you just throw them as far as you can through the air, and you collect uh, boost points in the air and underwater, and you mm-hmm. try to get them to, A, skip as far as... Uh, you know, skip as many times as possible and move as far as possible. It's so, basically a fish discus. Wow. <laughs> nice. Not bad. Um, so where the, the strategy of this comes in, and this is where it gets kind of complicated, is you have uh, the boost, which has different effects on different fish. So with the dolphin, he's kind of like your tiny wings guy, where he goes down and up and down and up and down and mm-hmm. up. So if you just if you fling your dolphin straight up, he might go like pretty far, but when he comes down, he's just going to nosedive into the water, and that's his turn. Mm-hmm. He'll get no skips, he'll get no distance. But if you take the risk of like, okay, I'm going to cut it kind of sharp across the screen... He's going to dive and go under and over and under and over and under and over and go for a long time, get a lot more boosts, which let you go farther. <laughs> um, and there are quests in this game where it's like, please stay under this line and go this many meters and you get a, an award. Mm. And these awards like let you uh, you level up and you get the awards and you get <laughs> meters. gems. And gems do cool shit like they uh, affect the judges. There are judges, like <laughs> five different crabs that all have different uh, traits that judge you differently. One is cranky crabs. and is just like, yeah. can't be pleased. <laughs> One is judging you on uh, distance, another is judging you on skipping, all that shit. That's awesome. And this it's, is almost, it sounds like it has a pop cap sensibility almost. to it. It totally does. I think that those guys are kind of like, or I should say that guy, because it's really almost It's basically one, guy. one or two people. Uh, they're really starting to nail that. Yeah. So it's it's God, really fast, peggle. really simple. It's very very much Me a mobile too. game where you get you just do three fish. You have mm-hmm. five or six fish types. You pick three, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna throw the whale, and he's gonna bounce off. Would the you water. say you match three? <laughs> you can't look at Arthur right now, like yeah. that one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about iPhone games that involve Arthur. It just doesn't work. What? You make I me can't sad say anything. <laughs> Everything you say just makes us all sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're into like really dumb casual f- fish games for your iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fairly specialized audience. At this point, there's two really good ones, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, there are games. Like, did you guys ever play Kitty Cannon? No. It was this dumb flash game where you basically you just you picked an angle and then you just right. We've all cannon. played a game like that though. Yeah, where you fire just something. Like shoot this thing as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Everyone then, has their own kitty cannon. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And this just adds a bunch of interesting and small tweaks to it. Um, 
that keep you going. I'm really liking it. Um, the other I iPhone know. game I'm playing, which is similar in some ways because it has like a questing system, is uh, Slayin. Slayin? Slayin. Like, like S-L-A-Y-N. Like slaying, but with an apostrophe. Right, gotcha. I told Anthony about this game, and he's his, he's like, oh, it sounds like some dumb 8-bit trash that just appeals to, to critics. And for a that while... That does actually sound exactly like Anthony. Yeah. And, I mean, for a little bit, he's true, because it's a very simple game. It's, like... And it, it definitely appeals to, like, the nostalgia inside you, right? Like, it's 8-bit mm-hmm. styles. The music is super retro. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically an endless runner combined with a arena-based RPG... It's like a bunch of weird shit. Fuck you. You're like shaking your head already. No, I was, I was nodding at Arthur because he's because he he's can't resist slamming that burrito. We ate food trucks before we came. <laughs> Arthur's still doing it. Um, I didn't finish my Indian burrito. So slaying, you start out and you have uh, there are three characters. You always start with the knight, and then from there you just uh, earn money and you can unlock uh, different characters. Okay. And it's basically you have a small space and a little shitty controller at the bottom of your screen, the top half of your screen is your little dude, and you just move left and right. Your dude is always moving, and you just move left or right, and you stab slimes, and you stab, like, flying (laughs) skulls and shit, and you collect the money they drop, you open chests and get more money, and there's Mm -hmm. a little vendor that will periodically appear to sell you stuff, like armor and new swords. And the swords have different traits, like it will increase your luck, which gives you more money, or you can buy armor, or you can get swords that have bigger range. Is it bad that I can see in my head exactly where the microtransactions fit in here? Uh, yep. <laughs> it's actually, it has nothing to do with that. What it ends up being is you, you finish around, you just play until you die. So mm-hmm. you kill as many things, you fight, there are occasional bosses and there are little quests tied to bosses, like defeat the pixie in X amount of seconds or whatever, or defeat the bull without getting hit at all, mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. But the microtransactions are inoffensive in a way because you, you load up the menu and you can go to the tavern and you can buy characters and they cost a certain amount of points. Uh, you can buy the points wholesale with, with real money. But it's weird because you can totally earn the, the points necessary to unlock the different modes, the different characters, and the characters all play completely differently. Like the second guy I bought was the Knave, and he has two knives, and he's just he's always got a knife on his left and right, but he can't uh, bump up his armor. He's all luck. So mm-hmm. he's just constantly earning money, which means you can get better swords, which... Uh, also give you more money so it's constantly feeding into giving you more shit that makes it easier to kill other things and then the wizard is this dude with like he turns into a tornado he can't jump at all like the other two can Mm -hmm. and then he can get different spell books that let him cast different fireballs and shit but the weird thing is like you can unlock all of that shit just by playing casually and enjoying the game but you can also like upgrade your graveyard so you, your tombstone for like your your most popular your, the farthest you got the best character you had has this tombstone and that's where they try to get you it's like oh you can buy all these different tombstones that are really expensive and that's where they want you to spend money but who cares it's like a dumb cosmetic thing that you have to seek out nobody ever gets to see it it's dumb weird um i think Very slaying weird. is like a buck or two and it's fucking awesome i love it i keep playing it constantly huh. i probably put like four or five hours into that game already I wonder if that that feels like that feels almost like some sort of indie statement on microtransactions. <laughs> right, Here, buy this <laughs> shitty trash if you want. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Sounds like an awesome game, though. It is. It's it really would be fun. right up my alley. I, I love these dumb iPhone games. Gemini Rue also came out on iPhone. I mean, yes, you should play. I mean, that that's for a sure. great PC 
point and click game that I just never got around to. So. Yeah, it's really cool. The Ninja Turtles Endless Runner is also out for iPhone. <laughs> right. It's actually not bad. There's like yeah, but what makes it is it just an Endless Runner? Except I'm staring at a turtle shell. Yeah, but they're they have a <laughs> fuck oh, you. They have a hey, turtles are awesome. They have a bunch of uh, <laughs> elements where it's it's an Endless Runner, but it's not like. Uh, you just go until you fall down. You have this meter. That's How simultaneously cut. angry and excited are you for Michael Bay's Ninja Turtle movie? I'm just kind of indifferent. I'll wait I don't see. believe you. Right now, I just <laughs> I don't know anything about it, so I have no feelings toward it. It's not going to be good. There's nothing that he could do to fuck that movie up that some reboot version of the cartoon hasn't already fucked up. That's true, too. Dude, that reboot of the cartoon is no joke amazing. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about one of the 17 before it. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the 2004 one that was really dumb. Ugh. Or, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 when they went back in time. There's a more recent Japan. reboot? Oh, God. We don't talk about that. There's a lot of Ninja Turtles cartoons. That oh, are, I know. That, I, that was the movie, not the cartoon. I no, but there's there like a recent reboot though. Oh, the, the 2007. There has the there's uh, there are few injustices okay. that have not been wreaked on the Ninja Turtles. Correct. <laughs> Mostly in the comics, actually. The comics fucked up that series a lot um, until they rebooted it and just were like, eh, let's do this again. Yeah, sometimes you got it. Anyway, so in this endless runner for the TMNT game, you have this bar that's depleting. And if you if that runs out because you're not collecting these gems, you gotta eat pizza. I was gonna say pizza. There's no pizza actually that I've seen. Why what? you're collecting gems? Since it's like green, floaty, glowy gem. things. Um, oh, mutagen. I don't know. Maybe. So you collect those both by uh, tap. It. You tap the screen when dudes appear on the screen, and you can just like karate kick a foot soldier and shit, and that'll like help you uh, bounce higher. And mm-hmm. the higher you get on the screen, the more. Uh, likely you are to collect these like glowy things yeah (laughs) um so it's it's an interesting take on the endless runner in that you're not just trying to go without falling down you actually have to seek out specific things in the environment Mm -hmm. as well as kind of deal with threats on the way Mm -hmm. it's really simple combat like you just tap the screen you karate kick a dude and then once you fill up that meter um you get turtle time which is basically a (laughs) anthony's just (laughs) i hate both of you (laughs) <laughs> and turtle time is like a quick little combat interlude that basically just lets you tap the screen in specific indicated areas to do cool combat animations and then it transitions you to the next can stage. you be any of your favorite turtles you can be any of the four favorite turtles as well as supporting characters whoa um, but that, this game's microtransaction as fuck it's like a two dollar game but you can only unlock one turtle it's how like, many so, dollars have wow. you put, spent on no this i haven't i have not actually bought the game yet I've been playing it at work on someone else's iPad. Um, but so when, when you start it, you get one turtle. It's like, cool, pick which one you like. And then after that, it's like 3,000 in-game points to buy somebody, which is an extraordinary amount of time. So you get they, to play as April O'Neil? Not that I have seen. Lame. What supporting characters do you play with? If it's, it's the... Oh, fuck, I think his name's like Dog House or Dog... Some dog oh yeah, because we he's all know a, that is. He's a big ass dog. He's a new character. He's a big ass dog. <laughs> he's a big ass dog. <laughs> or what about you the the say. guy with the the hockey mask? Who's Casey the Jones? Wannabe. He yeah, still Casey has not Jones. shown up in that new series. Huh? It's Weird. only a matter of time to be introduced. Of course, it's Casey only a Jones matter is awesome. of time. Casey crazy Jones shit. is like a crazy white trash dude. Yes, <laughs> who beats people. With in the streets, he's now, Brooklyn trash. Nowadays, yeah. he would be like the guy that lives in New York City and is like, "I fucking hate Obama." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. Just be like this crazy fucking right wing dude. That's and like, like the dude that played him in the movie has been in so many things. You've seen him in so many things, right? He was oh fuck. There was a movie I watched in high school. Was it the Tucker movie? 
Jeff Daniels in the car. I think Elias uh, Cotteas uh, is in that movie. Yeah. Being a Casey Jones asks Casey Jones car no, salesman guy or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I think he was in Crash. Yes, he was. <laughs> Fucking random. I, I I liked that movie when I saw it. Can but you, that was like eight uh, years ago. I don't know. When the fu- how fucking old were you when you watched Crash? Please tell me you didn't uh, see that out, when what, it came 2003? out. Three? No. What? Okay, there are two crashes. So the, the, we're not going to have one this about conversation racism. because, like, Giant Bomb had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there is a movie called Crash that David Cronenberg did in 1996 about people who were sexually attracted to car accidents. Nope. Uh, it has James Spader in it. I don't know who that. Yeah, is. most people don't know that. Most crash. The other one is the crash. one that won Best Picture. Yes, the one that shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's the one I saw, and I remember liking it. But Casey Jones was the main character in The Prophecy. Cool. The movie with Christopher Walken is Gabriel, I think. I yeah. definitely saw that. That movie is fucked up. And then they made like four more of them. Yes, they did. Really? Yeah. Um, the only other thing I played was The Knife of Dunwall, which Arthur has played a significantly more amount of than me. Yeah, so The Knife of Dunwall it? came out this week. Do you like well, that? Well, let me ask you something, Matt. What? Do you like Dishonored? I fucking love Dishonored. Does the idea of more Dishonored appeal to you? Yes. Then you should probably play The Knife of Dunwall. Well, The Knife of Dunwall is an amazing reminder that Dishonored is dope as fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how long has it been? First off, how long has it been since you played Dishonored? Since it came out and I beat it. Yeah. I haven't um, played it since. I keep long, wanting to go back to it. but How long has it, had it been between when you played Dishonored and when you played this? Um, I think I jumped in for a, a replay in like December. Okay, but so I didn't months. Like yeah, a few, a few months. Uh, so to quote my review, I spent the first couple of hours playing Knife of Dunwall, getting my ass kicked up and down the alleys. Remembering how to fuck play Dishonored. Yeah. Yes. That game just drops you right in uh, yeah. with zero well, it's, it's sympathy. It's supposed to be an expansion, right? Not like a box title or whatever. Yes. Right. It's So it's the first of what I think are supposed to be three pieces of story DLC. So it, there nice. are three. Two of them are down. So how is the story? Um... Without giving too much away, I feel it struggles in the same way that Dishonored does, mm. in that it does not have a strong main narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, Dishonored actually did okay for a lot of the game, but then it sort of teeters off the rails, actually, when you meet Dowd, mm-hmm. um, and it never really recovers from that. But the, the I don't main, agree, but go on. I, I mean, there is a major third act stumble or like third act stumble in Dishonored, mm. where it goes to a place it doesn't need to. That's totally contrived for like very little reason. Still loved it. It's super predictable. Still I love I Dishonored. What happening there? Um, I think that like it does lots of cool stuff, but like there there are so many logical ending points in Dishonored that are just ignored. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, this has story issues, but they're different in that there's just not like a Dowd, I don't feel, has good motivations as a character. I completely agree. Because um, from moment one in that DLC, they, they try to establish that Dowd feels really guilty for killing the Empress. Which is established in Dishonored. Like, it says that. Kind of, yeah. It doesn't No, really I ex- mean, you read his diary. He's feels yeah, bad about it. Yeah, he's like, it. man, mm-hmm. I wish things gone differently. But this opens up, and it's, like, very clear, and it reflects on... And people are, like, really hammering it into you. The fucking outsider is hammering it into you in the beginning. Hmm. Um, Which is... I mean, I... I don't know that the outsider is... He's living exposition. He's not mad at you for killing the Empress. He seems upset for other reasons. Yes. Um, the outsider seems to have a plan for all of his chosen, and Dowd is not living up to his end of the bargain. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, there's the the places that 
Knife of Dunwall like really works from a, f- a fictional point of view or just like incidental fiction, mm. like in the world building, just mm-hmm. like Dishonored did. Like mm-hmm. you walk around, you walk into a place and it seems like someone lived there, that there was something that happened there that's over now. Right. Or you read books and it fleshes out the world in really interesting ways. Like, well, this is familiar, and di- but different. And this fills in this hole of the world that they're never going to show me, but ties in just enough to this other stuff to really make me feel like this is a place Mm -hmm. um they for the people that are interested in the stuff that they did with whaling like the first level takes place at a whaling facility like Mm -hmm. so awesome and also sad yeah (laughs) Um, there's like you see a whale like strapped up and having oil extracted while it's still alive and you read like a book that says you need to keep them alive for as long as possible so they keep producing oil that we can pull out of them Mm mm-hmm it's, um, that was a weird moment because you climb up that little ladder and you're like, fuck, this thing's eye is moving. Jesus. Oh, yep. You find sad. that book and it's extra sad. Uh, so the the main mechanical difference, aside from them adding a few new tools like choke dust, <laughs> which is a grenade that, that stuns people, sure. but I, I don't think is very useful, actually. Dude, totally disagree. When shit got heated and I had like four dudes chasing me, I would throw a smoke bomb in the middle of them and then just, it, it, it stuns them in such a way that it immediately allows you to execute them. So I would just chain so execute guys. I, for me, as a stealth player, that does me no good. Okay. I mean, uh, it, didn't allow, it that, doesn't allow you to escape easy? You can escape, but they still saw you. But do you, are mm-hmm. you the kind of guy that restarts if you get caught? Yes. Because uh, okay. it is that kind of PC See, I, game. I mostly deal with my consequences. If I fuck up stealth, it's like, okay, I either kill I, these dudes or I get away or I... Die. I would be willing to do that if I felt like Dishonored communicates well enough when you are or aren't hidden. And there are parts of the Knife of Dunwall where there's geometry that you can't see through and the enemy very clearly can. <laughs> haven't experienced that yet. Uh, when you go there. into the the uh, the oil facility and you go down on the ground and you see the whale carcass that's split open like down the middle of the uh, yeah, yeah. of the walkway. Yeah. Like if you are on the the right of that the guy that's on the left catwalk can see through it. Huh. Had no Every ideas. time. I, Every time. I stealth killed that dude. I have it on my, <laughs> I also have it on my live stream, so I could probably bring up video and show you, but he saw me every time. Uh, but it's, it's, it's good at telling you when you're crouched, like that's convenient, <laughs> but it's not good at telling you when people can't see you. And for a stealth game, that is, I mean, people can't see you when there's no shit over their head saying, I can see you. When they're not going to be able to see well, like you. the Skyrim eye or whatever, sure, or like the, thief the gem or the yeah, Splinter Cell backlight or the changing screen tone in Butcher Bay mm-hmm. as an example. Like there's just no there's no good way to know when you're hidden from sight without them finding you and yeah, realizing that you are not in point of fact hidden from sight. Mm. Uh, so for me, as a stealth player in a game that is a stealth game, Indeed. like. That does require a lot of saving and reloading because there's mm-hmm. no way for me to know. Coward. But anyway, so the main <laughs> mechanical difference is that Blink for Dowd is improved over Blink for Corvo. And Blink for Corvo was already like kind of perfect. Yeah, um, it was especially once you upgraded it a few times. So if when you're aiming Blink as Dowd, if you are standing still, time stops. Wow. And not only does time stop, but you stop with it. Crazy. Which means if you do a run jump off a ledge. Right. Then you can time if, stop and aim and go a completely different direction. Yes, no as problem. long as you're not holding like as long as you're Just not moving on the movement moving. stick. Right. But if you're holding down aim on the movement stick and you're in the middle 
if you're holding down aim on the trigger and you're in the in the middle of a jump, if you just sort of feather forward or left or right or whatever on the movement stick, you'll break out of out of your time stop for a second and then go back into it. Oh, nice! So you can sort of you can adjust. That's crazy. Um, and also like everybody crazy stops. Awesome. Like nobody can see you when right. when time is stopped. <laughs> so that that adds like a certain level of finesse and a it requ- like the DLC requires this that you use blink more aggressively right than you can in Dishonored. Oh, that's because, so cool. I mean the stealth system of Dishonored. That almost feel that almost feels like a feature that they wanted to put in Dishonored but couldn't get right in time. It feels I mean, it like it would have been so perfect in that game. It will probably would have broken it. Mm. Um this yeah, game is maybe. not this DLC unlike the main Dishonored content is not designed to be able to complete without blink. Right. Like, I don't think that you could complete it without Blink. I see, I see. Um, That is, whereas there's, like, an achievement for doing it without any magic at all in Mm -hmm. Dishonored. Right. Um, But that, just that, and also the fact that I don't remember if agility, I think agility for Dowd gives him a much crazier jump than Corvo ever had. Because you can jump like fifteen or sixteen feet in the air. Jesus is down with <laughs> you, you become crackdown soldier. Kind of. <laughs> it's a little it's a little creepy. Like in the first section I, of the DLC, you don't need blink to jump to like the mid tier like platforms oh, wow. with jump. With with the agility yeah, level. He can up. still vault, I assume. Um yeah, and he can yeah. do that too. Right. So it's more uh athletic, it's more finesse. Mm-hmm. than Dishonored proper is. Wow, crazy. Something I like, but I'm not sure. Like, let me know how this carries on as you played through it, but um, what are the assignment things before the mission? What are those called? Um, so you can buy favors. That's the one. You get So you get money just like you would in Dishonored, and you can buy upgrades, which is much more sort of contrived in video gaming in this than it is in Dishonored because there's no hub or buffer between missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just you, you start just a level, you, you have your upgrade right, screens, so. and maybe you found some upgrade schematics during the course of the mission. Right. You buy equipment, you buy upgrades, uh, and you can buy favors, mm-hmm. which give you certain fringe benefits in the level. Like, some guy found the combination to a safe and hit it in the level, so you can go and find it if you pay for that favor. Hmm. And Conveniently enough, that number changes. So if you thought you knew it and go into the level without it, it's different. <laughs> nice. It's not that number anymore. So well one done. That, one that stood out for me in the first mission at that that factory was um, fuck. It just it just lost. Is just it lost. the one where it doesn't set off the alarm? That, when it you're... doesn't set off the alarms because it, one of the things at the very end of the mission, somebody says, "I'll give you what you need if you set off these four, four switches." But it's sec- the second you touch it, alarms go off. Dudes come in. Or you can do a favor, have somebody perform a favor where they deactivate it, and so hmm. you can just you put you hit the switches, you come back, you're good. And there's really no reason not to do the favors. Yeah, they're right now, they're so. almost too cheap. I think I feel like those mm. should be exponentially more expensive than they are. It seems it seems like it. It seems like it could offset the balance. I mean, whatever. So my question was, does it? I don't. I had way more money than I could really spend reasonably by the end. But yeah. I'm also a stealth player, which means that so much of the equipment. Is stuff that I don't use. Like there yeah. are arc mines now. God, those are so fucking which good. Which are <laughs> mines that you set down that have the electricity attack that okay. just like vaporize oh, dudes. Yeah. You plant right. that shit and somebody walks by and um, they're just dust. They're also stun mines. 
right. which are convenient. Yeah, the so arc like, mines seem really convenient, though, because they get rid of the body. So, like, uh, you can blink behind some dudes, set the stun mine, and then blink away. Mm-hmm. And then it will be set off and take out multiple people at once non-lethally right and that's one of the things that i like is that it does add one or two pieces of equipment to deal with things in a non-lethal way Mm -hmm. which dishonored proper struggled with like the only thing you could do to take people out non-lethally is hit them with a sleep dart or Mm -hmm. choke them out right um the and that's why i killed everybody yeah (laughs) it's just it's struggle it sort of struggles between but doubt why not and that's the thing is that it struggles between Dowd being torn at killing the Empress and wondering if like he's trying to turn over a new leaf or them wanting you to fully understand how much of a fucking nightmare killing machine Dowd is. Which I think is it, they put the character at odds with himself by giving you that control. And I right. don't that's the, my one issue is I never feel like I know who that character is because they give me the choice to decide is he a fucked up monster or is he somebody who is coming to terms and with this and the story doesn't reflect how it, your choices just are in the moment yes no yeah. well it's I mean chaos returns okay. sure yeah I, and the I outsider like you encounter the outsider a few times <laughs> fucking Anthony I didn't even realize this <laughs> playing with your belly fat <laughs> uh, you do encounter the outsider a few times and if you like fuck things up or may or like are awful then he brings it up and i i finished the first mission under high chaos even though i was trying to do it stealthy and he sounded pissed (laughs) um so so yeah so and and i mean like you'll you'll find diaries from other assassins that explain how they got into the assassin's guild which adds some depth to them who they're called the whalers Mm. by the way in case you didn't know like Mm. i had to look it up for my review Mm. um so you sort of get a little bit more background on the whalers and the sort of internal politics of them. Mm-hmm. But then as the DLC goes on, you realize that there are more factions in play than you realized. Cool. Uh, and the way that that's exposed to you is in the mission that you haven't played yet. The next one. Yeah. Two. There's like, you are looking for a name. Um, you're given a name at the beginning of the DLC by the outsider and like, told to investigate it. And you find, out about that name in the next mission in a way that's really cool and really surprising. So is it like so is it like the the vanilla game in that uh, when you're in the middle of a mission you can discover a new way to finish the mission oh, yeah. that's not even there in the objectives. Yes, and- yes, cool. Uh, and there, you, and you can do it way after the fact and go ah oh, fuck. There are lots <laughs> of ways like that. At least for the first mission, there are lots of ways the first mission can go down. Mm, nice. Um, there's non-lethal solutions for everything, mm-hmm. but there are ways that targets or points of interest might die that have nothing to do with you. Mm. Um, I just example. liked. It. I just liked in the first game how a lot of the non-lethal solutions were the ones you had to discover mid-mission. I mean, is it considered a spoiler if I talk about the resolution of the first mission? I feel like it kind of is. Maybe. How many missions are there? There three. are three. So uh, yeah, probably, it yeah. probably is. Um, yeah, I would we'll, consider we'll off, yeah. off the air because I want to play this. Yeah, this is actually one of the few DLCs we've talked about in a while. Where I'm like, so, yes, I've been looking. I'm super anal retentive and like save and reload a bunch because to me that's the kind of game that this is. Like Thief mm-hmm. was and Deus Ex was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I play too. So for for me, it took me about eight and a half hours to go through the DLC. Jesus, but I also replayed the first <laughs> mission after I played through High Chaos once. Yeah, and shit just went wrong. <laughs> uh, but uh. But yeah, it was, I mean, it's really easy to fall into that dishonored loop of, well, 
oh, well, I don't have the key for over there, so I better look all over around here and then find the key and come back, and I need to find some stuff. And holy shit, it's an outsider thing. Or, oh, wait, is that a thing about Granny Rags? I better read all these books. Yep. <laughs> does, it have the, uh, does it have anything like the equivalent of the heart that shows you where things are on the level? Uh, so Void Gaze. I think that Corvo had Void Gaze, right? Yeah, I think it's called ga- something different, but yeah. Um, so the thing that Corvo has, the detective vision that mm. Corvo has. See through uh-huh. walls, see objectives, uh, all that shit. Dowd has that as well, except it also reveals the location of bone charms and runes which i think were gotcha. default for corvo like when you were corvo it always say like rune over here bone charm no, over here quest you over needed there. the heart oh that you was right the heart okay. to do it. yeah the so heart similar to the heart you have to opt was. in you have to hit like seven click but and then you I turn mean, on void whatever gaze. like you're probably gonna have void gaze on most of the time anyway see i don't i very I rarely do. do i i walk and like oh shit i forgot that i need to have this on to see stuff um, where is this stuff like mm-hmm. he's got slightly different abilities than corvo does like he has an ability to summon an assassin and it's awesome to help him <laughs> and you can upgrade <laughs> and that then assassin. We, and oh, you wow. can upgrade that and then there's also an ability you can take which gives your abilities to your assassin whoa whoa um, that i did not know it's on the second le- okay like the that's second. cool so does so does the assassin like blink all over the place and kill I guys think they do that anyway huh crazy dude. um the like novice, that's one of the novice just sits there in sword fights that's one of dowd's yeah. things is that dowd like is teaching his people how to use the the abilities of the, the outsider right gotcha. well there are only the outsider makes it very clear there are very few that he's selected and one of them is obviously billy who's like your your sidekick um is dowd teaching his people to use all that shit like is he I, it bestowing like it on he them is. separately like, it seems like he's teaching them how to use bone charms and runes Okay, um, maybe that's I, why the outsider's pissed. But I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, the, the and the way that it ends very clearly sets the stage for the next DLC, and it makes me really excited to play the next DLC. Awesome. Um, is there a season pass for that game? No. no. I th- it's $10. The DLC is $10. Yep. I'm just saying it's if there's totally, a season pass for 20 I'd consider it. I mean, I don't like making the fans of the genre statement, but if you like Dishonored, like there is zero reason for you not to play this DLC. It's, it's very similar, but in it's different in enough ways to make it. I mean, the fans of the genre again. thing aside, like I feel like that's a totally valid thing for DLC to say. Did you like Dishonored? This is more Dishonored. Like it mm-hmm. is exactly what I would want from Dishonored DLC. So, nice. But the other side of that coin um, is the Metal Gear DLC. The Sam, the Jetstream Sam shit came out, and it's like cool. It's it, did you like Metal Gear Rising? Well, it's more of that, but the characters are a little different, and the missions are the same, and the enemies are the same, and the character doesn't really feel that good. See, whereas this, mm-hmm. like, they make fundamental sort of power adjustments and improvements to Dowd over Corvo, and also they two of the three missions are in completely new areas. Right. That's the other thing is that that's the difference between that and the Metal Gear. Thing. Yeah. It's like you're on the same speed. You're on a fucking sewer fighting sewer robots again. <laughs> Except now you're Sam and you're way slower. Um, <laughs> that makes it so much better. Yeah. So speed wasn't only the third. Only the third mission in Dowd's DLC is somewhere that you will recognize. Everywhere else is new. Nice. Um, and it's yeah. I I love seeing more of that world. Yeah. I would I would buy every single thing they ever put out that was set in Dunwall or wherever else in that world they want to go. So yeah, I it's really good. I need to play this. I need to play it. I played other things. I played Shoot Mania Storm. I'm sorry. What is this game I have not heard it's of? It's Ubisoft's uh e- You talk about this, I'm gonna get some water. Sort of shooter. <laughs> e- short sort of shooter. From the people who brought you Trackmania. 
Right, which Trackmania was rad because the user-generated levels in Trackmania were fucking incredible. So I think this will have that too, but the mechanics of Shootmania are more complicated. No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. The mechanics of Trackmania are are simpler than the mechanics of Shootmania, which are kind of complex. So it's very fast. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's like old arena quake style. Sort of. Except your weapon can only fire up to four shots in quick succession, and then it needs to recharge. Right. Mm. Um, so it's more precision rather than spamming. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like firing like like rockets it has like four rocket shots basically. So the, the the best way I can I can explain it is imagine if imagine a first person shooter Tron. I was gonna say this doesn't sound like very mania ish no I, I i mean i think that's just because it's like that's literally because the same dev build in, i know yeah the developer but it is it is much more like a sport did you ever play the first person did you ever play the first person tron game no and i'm not that's i'm not i don't game. mean like tron tron 2.0 i mean yeah. like discs of tron or right. the light cycle races like those were constructed like sports right as opposed to like the sort of gamey right, right, shit right. that you'd see elsewhere. And this feels built like, like like a sport. A sport in the same way that Tron is. Right. So is it like Rocket Arena where it's like 1v1? Like no, small it's maps, there's like what is it? between 8 and 22 or 24 players oh, wow. on one arena and like there are multiple areas and shit gets real crazy in the center and mm. There's yeah, verticality. The map is constantly downsizing. Um, oh wow! Well, eventually you get to a point where like a storm is on the outside. <laughs> this is on the first like the, the beginner map. Like there's a storm on the outside that's like a cyclone circling out around mm-hmm. it. And if you get caught in that, you lose. Mm-hmm. And you only get. I don't know if you only get one spawn, but I th- after it's like pinball where it's so, like you if you fuck up really early, you get that grace, and they're yeah. like, okay, you can try again. Exactly, mm-hmm. you get a free ball. But as soon as that storm comes in, it's like one life for everybody. And there are other maps too, like mm-hmm. some maps where you do only ever get one spawn, like, and it'll be like teams will take turns where it'll be like one person attacking against three defenders, and you'll see if that how if that one attacker can do it, and they'll switch, they'll take turns, and it'll swap between teammates and stuff like right. that. Uh, so the thing about this is. First of all, I'm shocked that this is a game you pay for. Hmm. Like after playing several free-to-play shooters, Mm -hmm. it blows me away that this is a paid game because they do not explain the rules anywhere. (laughs) Like there is a lot of weird shit going on in this game and none of it is documented by Ubisoft. Wow. So you're just supposed to figure it out as you play yes. it? Or I read a forum, like, I guess. There are people oh, like in chat. No, there are people in chat like and asking, well, what does this do? And what does this do? And people are like, no one knows. <laughs> no one knows yes. what this is. No one knows how to do this. Like, it's not anywhere. And huh. also, people are only playing on specific servers. Like, there's a beginner server. Mm-hmm. And, like, people in the top 100 of North American players are playing on the beginning server. Because cool. it's populated? Yeah. Um, like, I started... And I was number 15,000 or so on the leaderboards. And that went up like pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. people are trying it and not playing any more of it, which is crazy to me because they paid money for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am really confused as to what Shoot Mania Storm is supposed to be. Hmm. Um, yeah, like, I mean, if uh, the only way I can see it having legs is if the user-generated levels blow people away because that was the only reason... 
Trackmania, people ever cared about it was like people were like, look at this fucking bonkers level I made where you can literally beat it by holding forward, but you will do fr- flips and loops and the craziest jumps you've ever seen, and somehow I've made it so you can beat <laughs> it just, just by going forward. This feels like a game from eight years ago. Like, this yeah. is the kind of game you'd see in like 2004, 2005, where it's like, right. oh, it's this weird, sort of quirky pseudo shooter sports game that's 20 bucks on PC. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess I could see that. It's. It's not quite a budget title, but you know, it's not like a big AAA game. But mm-hmm. now games like that are not $20. Like, they're free. They're microtransactions. Especially if, the, especially if you want it to be an eSport. Right. You want it to be free. Like, Blacklight is a way more fleshed out feeling title in its or free Super play. Monday Night right. Combat. Or, or Super, Super Monday, Monday Night yeah. Combat. Or Tribes. Or Team Fortress yeah. 2 at this Or point. Planet yeah. Side. Or, like, a million other games that are, like, doing kind of what this wants to do. It's not as quirky, and they're not as French- shoot mania storm is it is the f- a french ass game it is like the most french fucking game i played since rayman origins that game um, is french as fuck that, that game it's not more french than rayman origins no, but no, it's, this is pretty are. French. I, don't, I don't know how you describe uh, i mean rayman origins the 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 animation and stuff is very french it's just like this sense of this aesthetic the humor this everything sense of humor tone I th- maybe it's, it's weird, like everything looks off. like it's dr- drawn by mobius <laughs> it's like the fifth element Really French. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, I hate the character model design in this game. It's really weird. Uh, and when you it die, like you mm. go out like... It's like Mobius drew Tron, is mm. what the character design in this is. It's like Tron meets the fifth element. Uh, except no Jean-Paul Gaultier. Uh, no. Sad face. So I just... I don't understand what their plan is for this game. Because... This is not a. This is I. I don't think that this is a game that they can charge twenty dollars for in this environment. I didn't. That it's weird. It's weird too that they charge twenty dollars for that game when they just released like, uh, Ghost Recon Online, and that was a free to play mm. game. Yeah, but that game also tanked. Right, but I'm Does saying that they well, they, they know how to well. make. F- it's real floaty. I mean, it's it's like an old arena shooter, right? Where yeah. like you move and when you do a jump, if you're going fast, you have momentum. Like mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it it's like you're quick. it's like skating. It is quake. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I mean, but Quake controls like fucking right. Butter. So That's it's, what I'm it's Quake in in mindset, but Quake is just it has that like reflex sensitive. Except it's not. I mean, it's not better. like you only have one. Well, as far as I can tell, you only have one weapon. But then I see people shooting things on the battlefield that do not look like what I'm shooting, and I don't know how they're getting. So it. the way that works is it's contextual based on the level design that people can designate certain spaces. Like, okay, I built these elevated areas, and when you're in this space, you get the sniper rifle. But if you're in this arena, that's like a big bowl. You get the rocket launcher, and as soon as you get out of that, you have the standard like four right. shot. Okay, rifle. so it's like hmm. American Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's not. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a joke. Like it is a fucking American Gladiators. Wow. Is the way that it's and the level design looks like a little bit like American Gladiators, <laughs> like with the way the pylons and stuff look. In Swim France. across this rope and avoid those tennis balls. Yeah. So, I, I want to like, know if it has giant padded Q-tips. It is so it. weird and so different from everything else that the idea of someone paying money to play it and get into it, especially when there's not a big player base, seems like it's it's suicide mm. for this game. I don't understand how it was released with them thinking that they could do that. Um, no thanks and it's not like it's not that it's bad necessarily it's really different I'm not sure how much I like it but I was starting to get kind of into it some of the modes are really clever and kind of get a feel for it when I stopped playing but also it feels half broken like mm. if you send someone a friend request it might break your game 
Cool. Is it um, one of those where, uh, you know, five years from now, people will go back and look at it? It's like, man, this game had so many great ideas, it was just sent to die? Or I is think it, no one is going to be talking about this game in six months. Yeah, that's what I was... They were having a hard time getting people to talk about it pre-release. Like, they, I, they, they sent out a... Um, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to have that conversation. I'll tell you guys about that off air. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are interested in in covering it. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Well, there's. I mean, that. I know I'm not. Like, <laughs> I barely have enough time to cover the things that I really want to. And to me, like an arena mm. shooter these days, like you said, not free to play. Like, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, it's not. Ju- it's not just that it's not free to play. It's all of these things. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Plus free to play. Um. So I well, just I, uh, I don't understand. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, I like it when people are trying to experiment with new stuff. I mean, I see why they are, right? They're in the esports scene on PC anyways. There aren't like there isn't like one super esport first right. person shooter. Are there, there is, people right, are still point. chasing that. Yeah. yeah, they are. Because there's the mobile one, there's already the RTS ones. Yep. But it's like as far as the first person shooter space, I guess the people are like call called Duty? I don't know. What do we do? Like do, we I, do? When you're talking about <laughs> console, it's Call of Duty. When you're right. talking about PC. Or Halo. Right? Yeah, or Halo. Bro, when you're talking I about mean, PC, there isn't an eSports PC clear winner shooter. And yeah. then, I, I mean, I think it's going to be found in the free-to-play space. The, the oh, thing I is, like, so too. we have not found that free-to-play shooter yet. Nope. And I actually nope. wonder if it's going to take the next-gen console showing up for that to happen. 100%. It's going yeah. to probably be a multi-platform one. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I mean, I they there will be major, massive free to play first person shooters on both next gen consoles this year. I mean, they will watch with them. Just I mean, Blacklight is coming out on PS4. They've already. I I think, but the problem with Blacklight is that I feel like with a game like that, I don't think that it's going to make much of a difference or gain much attention because people have heard the name enough to hear it again and even when associated with ps4 does not care maybe i just i think the only thing that that blacklight um could have going for them is if they come out early in the launch they'll be there and other people won't and they'll just maybe get picked up because it's an option anecdotally the the one game that i i know people play a lot uh professionally if you want to talk about it in terms of people can actually win prizes i'm sure they can't support their lifestyle or anything like that but there's a lot of uh Team Fortress 2 on all the time of competitive matches. That's true. So that might be the closest to something that's actually an eSport. But there's no Unreal these PC, days or a Quake the, 2 that yeah. people are like, or Quake 3 even, that people right. are like obsessed with. I mean, right, I think exactly. that's called Duty. I'm, I, yeah, I'm just saying I mean, that it's it, probably as close as you're going to get, but you're not going to see like somebody's, you know, having like a, a you know, a million dollar Call of Duty PC tournament. Not no. PC, but I mean, there was a Call of Duty Championship. There totally was. I guess we're I know, just saying, we're just saying in the esports space. For the esports space, there isn't really something. The PC, PC one. Like, there's nothing like on, really... on par with, like, StarCraft or Dota. Right. No, right. exactly. Yeah. Wonder when that's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I think, I, I wonder if we're going to, if there will ever be that for a shooter. On PC, anyways? I don't know. Console, I say. think. Was yeah. Halo ever there? I mean, no, but I guess it was at the MLG tournaments and stuff, but you're right. It was never, like, there. I think there are a few people that made a living playing Halo, but no one yeah. near, like... Not the call, not the way Call of Duty players are. That shit's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to go to that. Didn't get to. That's fine. Yeah, I thought that would have been cool. I mean, that's the whole thing. It would have been cool. It's just like there's a League of Legends tournament in Shanghai that I'd like to go to. <laughs> right. It would be cool, but that would be about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anybody have any other games to talk about? I just played some more Defiance. That's not really worth talking about. Correct. Are you yeah. are you done with Defiance? 
No, I haven't finished the main story, and I'm still having fun with it, like hopping into things, you know, and like, especially the ability to randomly complete missions with whoever happens to be around you, I think is genius from an MMO perspective. I know they've done it in other games, and other games have done it. Um, but it's just really nice in this kind of game, especially a skill-based shooter when there's a lot of it in. And see, here's where I can tell I'm getting tired. It's because I'll go into a mission, I'll go like, fuck, I don't want to go headshot a bunch of dudes again. It's like, oh, thank God, somebody else go is here to take the That being said, quicker. There are, it's weird that there are some missions that don't seem to link you up with random people around you. Like, there was the occasional one where it'd be like, like, I remember specifically one in the early game where it's like, blow the four charges on the bridge. Mm-hmm. There were very clearly ten other people in me trying to disarm the four charges, actually. Mm-hmm. And we were all doing it, and we were all just you waiting. You Yeah, we were just, like, queued up to do it because oh, it, was, really? it, wasn't, it wasn't doing it for us. Oh, wow, that hasn't so, happened to me. So that's, and then there were other times where you're doing, like, a story mission, and your story mission, you probably aren't necessarily grouped with other people. Like, I, I experienced definitely quests where I was like, we are very clearly... Yeah, Anthony and I were both doing story missions at the same time, but Mm. we ended up instanced away from each other where we couldn't do the same mission at the same time. But uh, Maybe it depends on the area, because I totally have been on a story mission, and somebody just randomly came in, probably not on the same storage mission, probably just on a random mission, but it got solved the same way. I mean, that is really cool that it does that. Like, I agree. It is a a neat feature that, like, it dynamically helps you knock out quests faster. Right. At the same time, the, the con to that... Is that again? It, it's like another one of those features that defines as that just discourages social behavior. Well, like, there's and, no and reason to se- there's no reason to ever like make a group with people, right? Which I'm know? actually fine with. <laughs> but but when it uh, but every single mission is still walk into an except for the very rare. There's a couple story mi- missions where you're like, oh, they changed things. Yeah, exactly. But every other mission is walking into an area, press E on something, activate enemies to go press E on something else. And yeah. that's it. Yeah, you should definitely, I mean, if you're going to keep playing and you're going to spend the time, like I would tell everyone they should do the dungeons. Like the dungeons have some of the cooler. I did do, I did do, absolutely uh, watch yeah, the show. I totally did a couple of the dungeons and uh, I, I had fun with those with the other. Yeah, like one of them's like about like the psychotic guy who's like killing prisoners. And uh-huh. It's actually kind of dark and kind of weird. And he's like, why would you be my friend? <laughs> and like that one's kind of fun. And there's some good dungeon content there. I totally ran into a bug in a dungeon, though. I was like on the boss battle and suddenly I got kicked out and it failed the mission and I didn't get any of the rewards from it. Yep. I've ran into one dungeon where I would queue up for it over and over again. And the mm-hmm. four people I queued up like seven times. And if it didn't just kick me out, it would put me in there. And then me and the other people would be instanced in different parts of it because the dungeon very clearly starts with a later story NPC. Mm-hmm. And this story NPC has to open a door for you to get, and then the door closes. Mm-hmm. So I was joining in the dungeon as they were already farther than that. And but I started at the beginning anywhere. and the doors closed and I'm just like, and I was like, I, I don't think I can get to you guys. And everyone was like, no, nah, it's, it's borked. <laughs> I was like, cool. Or like when I was playing, I think they've patched it out. But like you can't disable voice chat in competitive multiplayer. Yeah, they changed that. Okay, because because you would toggle it off and uh-huh. it didn't matter. So I had to like listen to people that would be like, "No, this is the real thing." By the way, yeah. it was like, "No, mom, I already cleaned up all the poop. I cleaned up all the poop, mom." <laughs> were, you, were, <laughs> that, that, were you streaming that night? Uh, no, I don't think <laughs> so. But it was amazing, and I was like checking. I was like, "Fucking toggled this off." <laughs> like it was that was like. Yeah, that was that was in the patch notes. I noticed for the most recent patch. But have you guys played Monaco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that game's that game's really played, fucking I, I, cool. I only played it at the from the IGF like three or four years. Sure, ago and and the thing I'll say about it now lot. is that they oh I know I've they've seen really that, upped yeah. the art style like a lot. Like it looks visual better visually. Like it's not like like supposed. To, it's very stylized, right? And right, it's like yeah, they've yeah. 
They've really worked on polishing the style. That fucking soundtrack, man. I Dude, the soundtrack have, is amazing. It was amazing from the get-go. I've got the XPLA version and like a bunch of Steam keys, but I've been told that I'm supposed to play through it by myself first. You huh. should probably. Yeah, it's so, fun switching between all the characters. And, yeah. It's and also, also kind of hectic. With I was going to say, if you people. do it with four people, it's a little bit like when you play... New Super Mario Brothers Wii <laughs> with four people versus when you do it by yourself. Where nobody's like, you're just like, what the fuck? Where is everybody? You're all dead. Fuck. I and need you're like, or in Monica, you're like, all right, let's go through this area. We're going to knock it out. And two people are like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Activate all the alarms. Yeah, trigger exactly. everybody. Yeah. Um, the game's really cool. It does have some navigation issues um, where it's kind of hard to decipher where you're going or where you need to be. But the mm-hmm. actual heisting of that game is really cool. Yeah, we were going to live stream that today and decided against it. Oh, you should at some point. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I heard there was a... Uh, something heard... about home invasion and guns and violence seemed like the wrong thing to... Well, you don't, ha- you don't have today. to be violent for the most part. You're a thief. Be a thief. There you go. Yeah. Just sneak in and sneak out. See, that's why Arthur and I should play Monaco together because we play the exact same way. You'd stop and restart when one of you fucks up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I could never play would. with you guys. I'd be like, nope, well, no, we're just going to keep going. No, because this isn't Hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, but I'm saying like you and I would both approach like, things like... If there was like, a co-op Hitman, I would, nev- I would murder Mitch in yep. person. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, we could never play that game. <laughs> I'd get caught and we'd... I'd just, well, all right, silver ballers... <laughs> you and Anthony would play well together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like in Kerbal Space Program when I stream that... People are always like, okay, okay, okay. You've achieved a stable moon orbit, and you're about to stimp your landing. Quick save, so that if you fuck you're it like, up, you can no. reload. And I never quick save. No, no, no. I'm like, no, it's. No, no. I'm I like, mean, there's hitman. I would quick save. I would just like restart. That's what I'm saying. But but, but I'm saying that my philosophy is roll with it. Yep. Yeah, but, deal with your fucking consequences. Well, your your Kerbal your Kerbal universe just gets richer every time, yes. every experience. That's what's nice about the Kerbal space program game is that like you could totally play it like that. And it just makes it better because you have junk randomly falling in the atmosphere or stuff that's floating around in space that you're going to have to dodge someday. Yep, you're launching in. It's like a bunch of like jettisoned fuel tanks. <laughs> yeah. to, be fair, to be fair, space is bigger than you think, and it's very oh, rare sure. that you see your debris. Oh, I'm you sure. You got to really. I mean, think about Earth. How many satellites are spinning above us from yeah. how many countries? Yeah, but right? but, ima- but imagine uh, but imagine that you've been playing Kerbal Space Program and its follow ups for the next ten years. I'll how much th- space junk will you have in space, Anthony? That game is the first game since like World of Warcraft or Minecraft where I've been having trouble sleeping regularly because <laughs> you of just Kerbal keep space playing. Program. Yeah, because <laughs> so, an average moon mission. Even with sped up time, takes at least forty minutes. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I love that game. All right, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Break. Jesus Christ. Adrian writes in and he says, What are the odds of Microsoft carrying Xbox Live subscriptions over onto the next console? Or are we am I going to need separate subscriptions for my three sixty and seven twenty? I think it'd be fine. A hundred percent. 
also you will continue to pay for xbox live yeah but but arthur what arthur's saying is like your xbox live subscription when you had one arthur you could still play halo 2 on an xbox for a while right like yeah no we i mean we did that like because we played doom 3 right um, so it did carry over yeah yeah your live profile Uh, is your live profile that applies to windows i mean this is the same live profile i've had since the xbox yeah also you will continue to pay for xbox live because that is making them so much money you're a live profile yeah you got got money like they just released their financial statements that said like 46 million lives subscribers which a indicates that there are like ballpark 20 to 30 million consoles that are not connected to the internet right but think like 46 million pretend that every single one of those only paid five bucks for a month let's cut it in half and say half of those people pay an average of 50 dollars a year so that's 23 times 50 um million or 23 million times 50 forever like that's more than a hundred that's more than a billion billion dollars you'll be paying for and it, i mean too. like if, like sony has got to be just like touching their their balls looking at i that, mean they're you're going game. to be paying to play playstation games online yep oh yeah of course if you do if you think plus is not going to be xbox live gold you're a crazy person yeah um so can they just drop the gold now and stop calling it just xbox call it live, live? yeah just call yeah it because xbox you either live. have it or you don't like the silver or whatever well you could yeah. be connected to live as a silver member I mean, and they, have friends like, and like the thing look is at that the 46 million or whatever number is counting live or counting silver subscribers oh that's um, right so the Err. question is how many people are paying Err. and even if it's only like a quarter if it's 10 that's percent, still that's half still a money. billion dollars of revenue a year from xbox live Nice. Um, so look how many unique users have logged on to play Call of Duty. Yep. <laughs> times, times you're um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> about for Black Ops Two, it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like fourteen million. Yeah. I think, on just on Xbox. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um. So Brad wrote in a bunch of stuff, but his one question is: do you, What do you think the chances are of seeing a new Battlefront Star Wars on the next gen? Zero percent. Correct. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they did yeah. say they were interested in licensing. That's I think, true. I think someone will definitely license a, a Star Wars game. Yeah, I'll fucking a Battlefront game. Believe it when I see it. Maybe uh, there I mean, are going to be Star Arthur's Wars saying, movies coming out I was every say, year for like the next. Arthur's, Arthur's years. right, right? Maybe yep. tied into like an episode seven or something. Mm. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's a that's actually interesting because there's another question from. We're, we're, we're more likely to get fucking bomb ad racing too. <laughs> <laughs> what was no, the twisted no metal game? Racing games. There, there was what? a. What was the twisted metal game? I don't remember. No. Uh, there was another one. There was another question from Nick who also mentioned Battlefront. And he was just saying, uh, "Have any of you given a game you've reviewed an an average score yet still highly recommended it to friends? An example maybe could be Star Wars Battlefront." A game that wasn't doing anything new or that its predecessors hadn't. However, it was still enjoyable to play. Earth Defense like Force Hitman 2017. Blood Money like a 7 or a 7.5 and still yeah. recommended it. Yeah, I mean, that was what I would do with like Earth Defense Force. Yeah. Mm. Like that was Those games, games are that dumb. I was like, ah, they're broken kind of in a lot of ways. I know, Surgeon but Simulator. <laughs> Surgeon Same Simulator, way. I'm reviewing that and I would say that's a very high chance that game's probably like a get, 6 or whatever. Like, or maybe like a 7, like just barely yeah, good. Yeah, but, yeah. It's like, but it's still like, yes, you should have 100% played this game. Yeah, because it's just like it's busted and i can understand why a lot of people wouldn't find it that great but personally for me it's just my jam yeah during the break i just watched you play and it really is like dr zoidberg doing surgery because your hand has about the same amount of dexterity and like it's 
It's hilarious. So, and it's and it is random, like yeah. like what can happen and stuff. Sometimes the way a bone will break and stuff. But that's part of the fun is like when something that you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see. Sean asks, how prevalent do you guys think dev kits are for new systems? Will smaller downloadable games suffer on the new systems at launch because of the lack of availability to smaller developers? Um, like I guess he's asking, uh, do we I'm think t- the dev kits are going for something? I'm just going to say so, right now the no. indie devs have everything they need yeah. to make a, a PC game, to, to make a Durango game at the very least. They I can know if they I have can, a high end PC. They do. There are I, multiple Xbox Live Arcade Durango games. Not only that, what I what I mean is that, like in all likelihood, the next Xbox will be like the OS environment will be nigh indistinguishable from Windows runtime. Hmm. And there are actually indie devs that have uh, dev kits of the PS4. Let's. So yeah, that's I mean, true. Like, I mean, it, again, the, like the me. yeah, you know, like the um, I'm sure there's way more indie devs that don't have it, but uh, it's not unheard of for indie devs what to about, get uh, PS4s. Like, like basically, kits. like because you, know, you can submit a game to the Windows 8 store at this point then you can submit a game for Durango. Yeah, like, I still anticipate that we'll be seeing a lot of games even on Durango and stuff that will have, like, lower... Like, it's not like they're all going to be pushing the graphical envelope, right? There's going to be right. weird stylized ones and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, could they, in theory, like, I don't know enough about it and what I've heard, you know, could someone right now that's developing an Xbox Live game say, you know what, we're going to hold this for next-gen and turn that into a next-gen thing? Is that... Yeah. Yeah, like, right? It's, I'm just saying there's not, like, some weird OS thing or something yeah. where it'd be like... No, and I mean, like... If you're developing a Windows title compatible with Windows 8 natively using DirectX 11, like I assume that like optimization would be your biggest challenge. I guess why I'm asking that is because like you don't anticipate that our Xbox Live games will work on the next system. I don't know. Uh, so like the thing that I, me and like five or six other people got linked to this week is this pastebin article from someone who insists that their stuff is legit and that they've had posts that were removed from the IGN message boards. Um, okay. Yeah. That, whatever. Yeah. That, whatever. I mean, it's like, so it's a pastebin article, right? Which means it's completely unreliable, mm-hmm. but the rumor in there or what they insist is true is that every Durango will have an Xbox 360 SoC in it. Like a system on a chip. Thank you. Um, which would mean, <laughs> which you mean that it's backwards compatible? compatible. Um, but I'm saying... I'm calling it extreme bullshit on that so right the, now. The, like, no goddamn the way. The reason that, that this would make some sense is because they are going to release a new Xbox 360 this year that is aimed at the same space as like the boxy box and apple tv right streaming and what they're doing the the way that they're enabling that is by like making the chip smaller making a smaller chassis like eliminating the disk drive and if they have a mature enough process to manufacture a really small xbox 360 soc in mass quantities and it's cheap for them, and it probably should be because it's been eight fucking years since <laughs> they designed that chip. Yeah. Right, but how do you put a system like, on a chip? Is it just like the main processor we're talking about? And so then it would use the video RAM and like RAM of the. Yeah, it would. It, I assume that it would access the memory. Okay, okay, Durango. that's what I'm saying. So it's not probably the same thing, whatever we use. And doing. the memory bandwidth on Durango is orders of magnitude faster than so, Xbox. My question is what if it doesn't have an SSC? What could it play old Xbox Live games? Or are those asked out? Like I just I guess I, I don't, don't understand what's the difference. I, I there. don't know. Like they like Microsoft's 
software developers and Bungie of all people figured out a good software emulation solution mm-hmm. with uh with Halo, with backwards compatibility from Xbox to Xbox 360 which was a more different change in architecture like in development environment than I think we're going to see this generation um for plus Xbox a, 360 plus Durango's going to be a bigger tech jump I think like mm. a bigger like a a bigger system specs jump maybe because it's been so much longer between systems. yeah that, that's my only theory on that one um but i don't know i, I don't, haven't done the calculations to really figure it out i don't I, know. I don't know if they've i i mean it, it depends on how much money and time it would take them right yeah like if it's worth investing in the software development to make it possible but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm still trying to ask is because it's very confusing for me to word it right. Is it an OS thing that makes an Xbox Live game work on an Xbox the way it does versus a computer that makes it harder to translate to something that just has a different processor and more RAM? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there could the uh, could Bionic Man Rearm app games, boot on a Durango? with some Xbox 360 games? Yes. I'm like saying like stuff specifically like Xbox Live games, right? Where it's like stuff, it, it depends on the game. Like stuff developed through XNA, sure. Okay. Like Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, I doubt it. Mm. Because right, that's an it's Xbox still Live arcade game, yeah. but it's not. It's also on Dunia, which was they you know they built it on the 360 architecture. Right. I mean, it's very like the that branch of Dunia is very specialized to the Xbox 360s. Okay. Outs. Okay. So it just depends. Like, I do. I think that so, like there's a lot of games that could be quickly recompiled to work on Durango. Sure. Mm-hmm. I can Do I tell know you if it's worth it to them. No, I can tell you that if my Xbox Live Arcade games work on Xbox, my PSN games don't work on PS4. They will. Right, they, they will. They, yeah. they will not. But I'm saying because of that, and then for me, it's already a clear choice. That that's the one I want. Right, right. Off the bat. First. And like, yeah. the, it's weird that this is the first time this has happened where someone has had that kind of ecosystem from one generation to the next. And it's not because and it's because of download games. It's not because of right. retail games even. Like the retail well, games. Well, and okay. also like, just like profiles, like the way the profiles are. Like that's the foundation for an ecosystem, and then games are attached to it. And Sony and Microsoft both have that, and it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the transition because people have grown really attra- attached to those ecosystems and those profiles. Well, and even though all of your downloaded games you technically don't own, you just own a license, you own the to, license or whatever. Right. That's not how the consumer feels about no. it. No, you feel that like, oh, I own all of these games. Like I should get, I should be able to take them with me wherever I have them. I mean, it's the same and, reason that I stick with an iPhone, right? Not to mention, I like my iPhone, but I'm saying, right? Like, but you you've been in that walled garden for so long that you've got all this stuff. Right, mm-hmm. um, and it always follows you. I right. like. I think that Sony has the least to lose by abandoning the garden they built. Right for it's PSN content, smaller garden. Because honestly, like the PSN store has never been anything but a nightmare. Um, and I don't think that there's as much brand loyalty or built-in expectations for that as there is for the next version of Xbox and, Live. And you mean, and you mean like brand loyalty to the game IPs? Or you brand loyalty to the, like, to the, to the Sony Entertainment cons- Network, like to, yeah, mm. to their Sen accounts. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people are married to their Sen accounts in the same numbers, in the same way that people are like attached to the game libraries that they have acquired over the course of like the Xbox 360's lifespan. I mean, I think it depends. I'm gonna be really sad when I don't have you know like uh, 
everyday shooter and um sure you know like well all these other unique psn games that i have on my playstation like that i'm just not going to be able to play There's but you will because you have them shooter. on your playstation yeah you well, right. all the pixel junk who else games, in this know, room is going to buy another playstation 3 in the next year yeah, like no. just to make sure they have an extra just in case. Because <laughs> I fucking am. Because mine sounds like a jet engine now. Like mine, I, I have a PS3. launch PS3. So do I. Wow. Yeah, I have a launch PS3 as well. Keep in Still mind, working. it's been used like for eight seconds total in its life. Mine's been used a ton, but it's been used almost more by my roommates than me because it's it it's on the downstairs TV that everybody uses. I'm surprised it hasn't, and it's been left on for days at a time. I'm surprised it hasn't died. <laughs> Actually, yeah, mine I mean, that's too. definitely killed numerous 360s for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what Microsoft is going to. Microsoft has more to lose by fucking this up than Sony does. Hmm. I don't know that people fully comprehend yet exactly what Sony is leaving on the table because I think a lot of people are of the understanding that streaming backwards compatibility is going to be there on launch day and it's not mm, yeah it absolutely that is will a, not that's is but not that is a pipe dream yet. and i, they, I don't you even know think what, it'll be i bet you i'll, th- I'll throw it right now it won't even be there like a year and a half after it's it's aspirational out. and they said it like they they very quickly threw that out during the presentation but a lot of the stuff that they showed with streaming stuff is aspirational mm. and the backwards compatibility stuff and playing games over the internet like they're just nowhere near where they need to be to make that happen, especially with PS. Well, no. Games. When is when is Sony ever gotten an online component of anything right on the? First well, they try? bought somebody that theoretically should be able to, but they never got it. They never figured it out either. Yeah. Are you looking at the Senna dog? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Arthur's always at? online. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Love JPEGs of dogs. I I. <laughs> Synodog. I am really curious to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, the rumor of the system, of the like the 360 chip inside every Xbox, makes some sense. But then there's like the discussion of, is it something that's going to be there permanently? No, it would only like, be in a first gen Xbox. Or is Kinda it like that's only going to be first yeah. gen? Because I've seen that 2010 strategy. And then how long will it be till my first gen one breaks? <laughs> well, and so the other thing is that if they leave it Don't in there, if it's a, yeah. if it's a permanent part of the system, then they can use it to develop new games, like using mm. that power, mm-hmm. which would benefit developers. But the, I mean, it's, it's something they could eliminate down the line to reduce cost. If anything, the, you know, we had other questions that, uh, weren't that great, but some people said like, what is the number one thing you want from the next console? And for me, it's just make them work. Don't yeah. have them break mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want any of this broken hardware shit happening. Like it's, fucking painful to have your console break down especially in the middle of a game and then have to send it off not have it for two weeks hopefully get it back in a condition that's actually playable because when i sent my xbox out the first time after it red ringed it came back and all my discs were scratching and then Great. i had to send it out again and that second one i had to pay for you know so it's like i would send it out to get it fucked up in a different way yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna guess though that both of the console manufacturers and i'm just saying both because we're only talking about sony and microsoft right now um and ever yeah i know but we're just not talking about them at the moment uh or ever the the or ever the that those two guys uh have figured out to not have a console cycle work like their premier for the last two did we're 
eight years past ROHS standards, so they have it figured out at this point. You would hope. They fucking will better. I mean, it took two and a half years for the consumer electronics space to really figure out how to deal with lead-free solder. Mm. Um, like, including a massive lawsuit against NVIDIA and Apple hmm. for onboard video and MacBooks that had the exact same problem that the Xbox 360 and the PS3 also has. Mm-hmm. Like, your if your launch three PS3 fails, it'll be the disk drive or the same thing that killed the 360. Right. Um, but I, I, the thing that excites me the most is the stuff that I don't know about. Yeah. Like I want to be mm. shown something. And I'm like, holy shit! I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. amazing. And I want I it to be something. Look at but I want it to be something like that now. that's not geared towards families. That's what. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, well, then look toward the PlayStation because like the fucking stuff, Xbox is purely like, going to be a family device. When they showed the Xbox, like when they showed the 360 and the PS3, mm. and they were showing like, oh well, you can do soundtracks in every game, or you can have fucking voice chat, like over any game like no matter what if you're playing the same game or not i'm like that's amazing i can't believe i still have this piece of shit here that doesn't do that sure but like, I, i'm waiting to see the thing that makes me feel like these consoles are pieces of shit other mm. than them being seven and eight years old respectively me too but but other than, that other than just graphics. that being said i don't i like i am a little bit worried that i'm gonna watch the microsoft one and feel like that was not at all for me and all it was was look at this fucking connect shit that you don't yep. care about and they and you can use the, your tablet with this to do more. But nah, fuck there, off. I don't want any of that there shit. There is a incredibly strong hardcore push for Microsoft this year. I don't know about next year. I hope that's true. But this year. But you also, I'm just saying that I don't want to show up to another press conference and they're like, everyone, you don't want to get, you everyone don't want to put be on your of, capes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your space Were you poncho. Were in the audience when that happened? Or no, I was watching. Sides? I yeah. watched fuck all you guys you, in the I audience. had to wear the poncho. <laughs> I Dude. actually was in the audience wearing the fucking poncho. Everything I heard about that, I was like, I would have like walked out and made a fucking scene, but they were like, nope, you can't leave. What? It was, it was really crazy. Tomonobu Itagaki was wearing a poncho. We we all felt dirty when we left. (laughs) It was nuts. The uh, um, I don't know. I I feel like both console manufacturers have got to know that they're both in a very vulnerable state with this next release. That the that the world could shift underneath their feet and suddenly their boxes won't become relevant if they focus too much on uh traditional retail delivery and traditional you know console style experiences yeah, so and I'm- that's why i feel like microsoft focusing on family stuff isn't just you know oh you know let's ignore the hardcore of course it, and i'm not it's like we've got to fucking save ourselves from a potential of course and I, and I do think that it would be stupid if they didn't talk about that at all like yeah. as a from a business perspective you still want it that to be being all said that. i just don't want to go i just don't want the e3 press conference where they're their console to turn into something where where it's like somewhere between the samsung press conference <laughs> and that fucking connect thing that we went to well, a couple Microsoft, years ago. Well, Microsoft, except for the connect thing, the Microsoft press conferences have always been pretty decent. They have. I'm just saying, I mean, don't I, fuck it like, up. For they show the lots next of 360, games. I would expect something more like the Surface press conference, mm. which was handled really well, which got people super excited. Yeah. Uh, and also, which had a much sooner release date than anyone expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some bad chunks of microsoft press conferences the there are C- well i mean like see like the ones where- ces that's a different no 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 no. i'm talking about some of the e3 ones where they're like oh yeah here's paul mccartney all right yeah. paul see you later yeah <laughs> rock band that's will paul mccartney out here <laughs> yeah. well I, yeah okay that's now usher because whenever we saw <laughs> beatles rock band on stage they freaked out yeah oh yeah 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 but but you know you're talking Granted, about just the celeb it. appearances were yeah. hand, were hand I'm just saying like, yes. yeah. but the rest of that press conference yeah, was like all right, fucking peach. gameplay footage it was crazy it was the thing we all said we always wanted and they gave it to us 
Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So I mean, like, yes, I'm. Uh, but I expect that I expect there to be a lot more of the. This is your family's central media device hub. Sure. Stuff. And they definitely have their their work cut out to make me give a shit about a connect. I yeah. don't know how much of that stuff they're going to show because I don't know how much of that stuff is ready. Yeah, that's of, a good of, of, of connect. No, connect is going to the be there. Hub. Connect, connect is, will be ready. Connect is in everything. Yeah. Right. Um. Like third-party games don't have to use it. There are third-party games that will. Um, yeah, but the, there are third-party like, games that the, are dedicated to connect already. The home media stuff, like the the broad consumer appeal stuff, I heard some things about that not being ready yet. So have have uh, have you heard anything about like it being easier for it to be a multi-user system? I, no, I've heard nothing about. I've heard nothing about OS stuff at all. Because I, I feel no like I feel like that's the one thing that like, uh, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Apple TV, you know, uh, whatever the other streaming one is. I can't think off the top of my Boxy? head. But Boxy, yeah. No, nobody has the multi-user thing down. And it's like if you're going to have the central computer for the family or for the roommates or whatever in a central location, you have to have an easy way to switch users. I I feel and connect like the connect facial recognition thing doesn't do it. I I mean signing like choosing from an account on an Xbox is not that hard. Um, yeah, but I mean like you still have to like know how to do it take a controller switch buttons i mean it should be the kind of thing that's like one right. two clicks away sure talks. and i think like whoever nails ease of use with their console is gonna like do real well right um the thing that i'm curious about like the the, the major thorn in microsoft side is just xbox live being a pay service <laughs> yeah that's true. like you can't buy an xbox for your parents right like as their netflix box even if like it's easy to use netflix on xbox Assuming that it is, and most people don't think that. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was, like, it's still like, oh, but you also have to pay sixty dollars. Right. A year. I mean, there's a reason mm-hmm. that when it came time, you don't I, need gold I, for Netflix. I do bought you? my parents. Yes. A Holy shit! You need gold for everything. Fuck. Yeah. That, there's a reason that I, when it came time to get my parents a streaming box, I just bought them a, a boxy box, or not a boxy, whatever. Roku. A Roku. Mm-hmm. Right. I just bought them a Roku because it was like, I just pay one subscription. You have this fucking box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, and so I don't. The weird thing is that Microsoft discontinued the family packs of Xbox Live. Hmm. Um, and usually they do that so that they can introduce something else, and they haven't said anything. So, <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's the kind of thing where your Xbox Live account has, you know, you pay one... I mean, this would be a smart thing in my mind, is that you have an Xbox Live Gold account that can have up to five users on it. You know, But only like ever that. have one logged in at a time. Exactly. That would still suck. Or well, maybe not everyone only have one logged in at a time, but I mean, just like, like I basically can't make basically make it cheaper by the larger number of people that you have sharing an Xbox Live account up to you know a limit of users like four or five. The nature of Xbox Live accounts is such a huge barrier to entry for all of their platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the like, base consumer, for sure. Like so, like I don't know what the fuck are they going to do with a small Xbox and like try to push that as a streaming service. It has the same problem, which is that you have to have an Xbox Live account to do anything on it. Mm. Yeah, it definitely isn't something that I would like. Like you said, it's not something I would buy my parents. Like I would buy my mom an Apple TV because that's something that she could get real easy. Right. It just it works, and I she doesn't have hate to subscribe that shit. But it works. I, I liked the Roku particularly for my parents for the reason that it literally has one button on it that says Netflix on, the, on their remote. So right. when I gave but it to them, like fucking, they were like, what are all these other channels? I was like, no. 
This just is the only button you, know you ever press. Like, honestly, like the next time they buy a TV, they won't even need it. Right. Because their TV yeah. does all the same shit. Yeah. Right? The our TV that got stolen from our office had had, you know, a bunch of apps built in. Never used any of them, but it had the Netflix apps right there. And I would like when I'd be in the office of working, I'd I'd sit on the couch and I just pop on the Netflix app on our Samsung TV and watch Netflix Thinking that way. Thinking of upgrading my TV's firmware gives me anxiety. Well, the uh, the like the, the, the prospect st- of bricking like a thousand dollar television or a two or three thousand dollar television. Well, that's why the the way that this Samsung works is it actually has an attachment thing on the back where you can get like thin little blade things that you just little boxes upgrade boxes that just latch onto your TV. Do they is that from this year? This is this is last year's model. TV brains. It's so it's been around for a while. Yeah, you can basically upgrade your TV without having to buy. Is a new it like CES 2012 that they introduced that shit? T brains. My TV does not have that. Um, I'm, but I mean that T-brain that's that's version. the kind of thing that you know I'm sure Microsoft and Sony are right. worried about is that you know other companies entering the space either through dedicated boxes or through stuff built into a television and then have a bluetooth controller and then the question is like what microsoft will do with cable companies and like internet service providers what do you mean like how they are going to get a reduced cost xbox 360 in your house ah interesting you mean through like sort of like cell phone commitment contractual commitments with isps Right, with ISPs and cable companies, yeah. Yeah. What That's if at all the Microsoft stores that Microsoft's opening, they sell these low these low paid Xboxes and they sell them at a fifteen dollar a month thing and with that comes Xbox Live Gold and your console and you do like a cable box basically. You pay for an yeah. Xbox Live subscription I mean, or whatever the, you get like, it all. The thing is they also need to build relationships with cable providers and they're doing it. I'm just saying that I could see that being um, the way they get in people's houses. They have their Microsoft mm-hmm. store and they like pick up a box. It's $15 a month. We'll set up your credit card right here in the store. You'll walk out. You'll go home. You'll connect it, and it'll work. Mm-hmm. Bam. I solved that problem. There's so Good much. Job. Like, <laughs> all of this Drop the mic. just underlines how much we don't know yeah. about what's happening with the next That's what makes it exciting. Yes. That's, that's why I like not knowing what's going to happen. If we could ignore like, all the system wars stuff and everybody just be yeah. excited about everything, that would this would be amazing. It'd also be great if they just fucking announce it so we can stop worrying about trash like paste bin rumors. <laughs> Thanks. I just am tired of hearing about rumors in general, so please announce them. Well, I, 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 seeing, I think we'll know. Well, I think we'll know before May May twentieth. Why does it? I yeah. I don't know. Console wars, hardware wars, like all that stuff. Just it happens every time. It does, but it's we still saw some of that shit last year. If the Wii hadn't tanked as hard as it had, like we would st- we would be. Still hearing about how the Wii U is better than those systems. <laughs> but no one can have that. No one can maintain that illusion anymore. Oh, the Wii like U, I, which I, I, died on me truly, in 30 days? Except for Fuck the truly console. crazy people that fucking like, write Sonic slash Fick and <laughs> want to marry their My Your Little Wii Pony Wii U is probably figures. under warranty. And you've just never sent it back, so shut up. Didn't maybe. Rich send it back? No, Rich has been lazy about it. He's like, I'll send it back for you. Rich is being lazy about sending back your defective console. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's the one with the guy. He's got the hookup. You bought this thing. Yeah. You're an adult. Yeah. I was send like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was like, I was gonna, and he's like, no, 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 don't do leave it with me. I got this. Well, have you harassed him? Yes. I don't Relentlessly. That. Sexually? 
Oh, yeah. If you want to send in your own letters, you can do that at the letters at eat-sleep-game.com. very pretty eyes. I'm at Chuff Money. Mitch is at Mitch E.D. Matt is at Talking Orange. And Arthur is at A-E-G-I-S. You can read the work Arthur does at Polygon.com. You can read the work that me and Mitch do at IGN.com. Go watch our search and simulator videos. I uh, stream at <laughs> twitch.tv slash Chuff Money. Mitch streams at twitch.tv slash Mitch E.D. And Arthur streams at twitch.tv slash Polygon, which is the biggest Twitch channel of all three, the ones you just heard, by far. Yep. Um, <laughs> And then uh, if you, you should go check out all the Last of Us little short vid docs that have been coming out that Matt's company, Area 5, has been doing. Next one's you can watch it at area5.tv. Yep. Also, Polygon is nominated for a Webby, and we would really like it if you voted for us. There you go. Do that. <laughs> Thank you. Vote for them. <laughs> or don't. Not any of those other, <laughs> not any of those other shitty sites. Um, and then that's all I really you got. You guys should this. fight. Anyways, and then make out. <laughs> have a nice life, everyone. We'll be back uh, at some point. I'm going to Puerto Rico. I'm never coming back. So. Okay, that's not for weeks. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's not for a couple weeks. And then I'm never coming back. <laughs> it's <Bye>. preparatory. <laughs> <laughs>
I had my big comeback. Everybody talk at once. One, two, three, four video It games. was a very really big comeback. Microphones, microphones. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. God damn it, you're not looking at me. Sorry. Can you turn Matt down a little bit? <laughs> I'm probably not going to yell that, that loud. That is so loud. I'm not going to yell that loud. No, but even your normal voice, like your, your voice is so loud. That's because I talk from a place of power. You have, uh, you're, you're, there's just treble to your voice that is really, it really projects. loud. Yeah. That's because I talk from a place of power. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually a little si- more excited for that Poker Night Telltale game because Brock Sampson, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be great or amazing. You know, I'm going to be honest. I have not even seen the last season of The Venture Brothers. Me either. So I we feel just like came out person. together. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I feel like it, t- it started falling off on season four. And that's the thing that impresses me about the most recent season of Archer is that it, there is not a bad episode of the most recent season of Archer. I need to watch more of that show. I'm not Archer's going so to, good. Yes, Archer's phenomenal. The first three seasons are on Netflix. Now. <clears throat> I've seen like yeah. three episodes of Archer, and all three of those <clears throat> episodes were fucking incredible. It just gets like I just never sat down and binged on it on Netflix. It has one low point and it's like the premiere of season three where it's like, what are you doing? And, they then, are, it, and then it fixes itself. They're hmm. going to hit a point and it's not, it's going to be soon. I think where they actually break the show, uh, because they just break keep it. escalating. Well, they keep like Bob's burgers crossovers. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, that makes sense, <laughs> but no, it does not. John H. Benjamin. Okay. Got it. What else? Nope. Nothing. Also, it was a fucking, uh, it was the Cronenberg movie. God damn it. Cronenberg. Um, You're a Cronenberg. The movie he did before Eastern Promises I'd, with Viggo Mortensen. Uh, history of Violence. History of Violence. Yeah, it was a History of Violence joke. Um, That's a really good movie. I totally... Really I, comic book. When I was sick History earlier, of Violence is fantastic. Eastern Promises is amazing. I like History of Violence. I when like I was history. sick I earlier this week... I about History of Violence. No, it's great. They, whoever told you things that weren't good was wrong i heard it does have the world's most awkward sex scene <laughs> and that's very deliberate right i know it's it meant is. to be you to be like i know i know i know i know but i'm just saying i just heard that um, it had an awkward sex right but in easter promises you see vigo mortensen's balls as he gets cut the fuck up in a russian bathhouse i totally binged on uh vigo mortensen's all three balls. V- vigo mortensen's balls all three seasons of batman <laughs> beyond balls. Earlier this week, shit, that's sick. on Netflix now, yeah. isn't it? I watched all three seasons. Oh, of now, it. now I have a weekend good. agenda. <laughs> it, but oh, animated no. series and isn't, is it? What nope. do you mean, Batman the animated series? No, it's not. That's a fucking shame. Yeah, yeah. So I watched all three ever. seasons of Batman Beyond, and then uh, I hadn't realized how many of those shows I'd actually missed when it was on television and when I watched it on television because it, it was like weird syndication. And, and it was. It, where it, it wasn't kept on. changing it, it and it was and then like I saw to watch fucking X Men. Yeah, it was. Awful. There was like a time when Arthur was moving out or something where he had left some hard drive here or something that had all Batman on it, and I watched all of it. And so then I went on. Uh, what else that had on there? Probably some porn. I don't know. All it was <laughs> Batman and painted Warhammer figures. He was looking for the porn, but then he ended up with the Batman. He's like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. I mean, I'm day. an adult. I don't have to hide my porn on my <laughs> <No>. computer. <laughs> Batman's better than porn. Like, and, it's and like, then, uh, this uh, is the folder with the porn in it. I went on Wiki- on the Batman Beyond Wikipedia page and found out that the unofficial like series finale episode is actually the season two finale or season three finale of uh, Justice League Unlimited. They do a, an, an episode that's basically just Batman Beyond, and it's kind of like the unofficial official. It's end like of a the coda series. to the series. 
Yeah, because, you know, they never, because the series just got cut off. They never actually ended right, it. Right, because that's you what, I mean, they did the same thing to Batman and with the Superman cartoon. Yeah. Like, the thing is, though, I think DC has actually had a much better track record of awesome cartoons than Marvel has. Oh, hell yeah. Basically, all of the DC stuff is awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, well, at least the Batman and Batman Beyond and the Superman one like, was good, too. Actually. And the thing, they, like, did three amazing seasons of Batman the Animated Series and then rebooted it and it was still good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they did a Superman <laughs> series that was also awesome. And it was awesome enough for them to have a fucking Lobo episode. It's fucking crazy. They've done lots of really good stuff. Justice League Unlimited, like that one episode that I watched, the animation is terrible. Hmm. No, that's not surprising. It, it's even uh, worse than uh, than like Batman Beyond's animation was pretty limited. Stiff, yeah, and stiff. Uh, it the style is still good, but it was like really limited, especially compared to the Batman did series. You, but Justice League Unlimited is just downright shit. Did you ever see Static Shock? <clears throat> uh, no. That takes place in DC continuity, like DC mm-hmm. animated continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. E- I don't even know what Static Shock is. It was a cartoon. I um, assumed. I mean, it was a. It was. It was like this uh, kid who got the electrical powers, except mm-hmm. it was like supposed to be urban. Mm-hmm. Are you two signing at each other? I think so. I don't know. He keeps doing shit, and I just flipped him off. That was all. You realize that we haven't actually started recording yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's, let's start recording. I got shits to do. That's some good minutes of, of Batman Beyond talk, though. 